think the great thing that we have on our side is that most of our guys are back this year. They'll you know, give us two years to play with each other, like I said, Minka. And uh, we just want to um, improve from last year. And, uh, you know, I think last year we did a great job, but it's always room for, for improvement. And uh, we're all on the same page with that. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So that's Steve Nelson, and uh, he is... No, that's uh, the Stones. Yeah, but it's the Rolling Stones. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm Street sorry. Fight Man. But right. Steve Nelson was... I got confused. When you yeah. said that was Steve Nelson, no, that's Mick Jagger yeah. of the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Who's uh, jamming on Street Fight Man. Yeah, yeah. For the sake uh, of journalistic integrity, you know. Steve Nelson is Ricky Nelson's son. <laughs> Wait, is that yeah. Ozzy and Harriet stuff? No, or? No, yeah, Ozzy and Harriet. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, um,. Uh, you, you know, know, I read a thing about Hugh Beaumont, who's you know plays uh, Ozzy yeah. on Ozzy and Harriet, right? <laughs> and they said he was just like he was on TV at home yeah. as a father, yeah, a warm, caring, compassionate man with advice and all that stuff. It was pretty funny, yeah, because it said he was straight laced and everything, just like he was on the show. Yeah, how many times do you hear about somebody who's nothing like the character they play right, on the right, show? Right, 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 right. You yeah. know, uh, and and you know, actors. Act well, and they are uh, something else, you know. Yes, yeah, you know when you when you hear about them uh, through friends, you know. No question about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, Gad Zooks, man. I mean, Hugh Beaumont. I mean, the guy, the guy's a straight laced, as straight laced yeah. goes. And, and uh, you know, and he was straight laced. And, and father knows best. Whose father knows best? Who who's he? I, I was that Fred McMurray? No, no, it was uh, that that was my three cents. My Fred, three cents. Fred McMurray. Oh, do you remember? And remember when, when we Chuck. were we we you <laughs> know when and, and Chuck Knoll <laughs> said uh, uh, said to Bobby Kors, uh Bobby, uh, put some clothes on. You don't want to get you cold. And uh, and he's he was constantly affirming him yes and so we said he was one of the my three sons yes. and then we said boy that dried up real quick when chuck yeah, said what the- chuck said what chuck said when we were in the, the films uh uh special team film chuck said great job robert robert and then we goes and he said he turned the projector off and he said okay the guys that sing don't, don't get, get it done. Don't get it done. <laughs> and it dried. We went. Dun, 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 yeah, yeah. And everyone went. <laughs> and we, we were we were doing it on the plane too. Well, that's because so, Woody wouldn't offer yeah. gave us away. Yeah, yeah. It was Woody that, that yeah, yeah. told Chuck what, yeah, what that yeah, meant. He said, "What are they? What are they doing?" They thought it was like a theme song yeah, for yeah. Bobby Kors. Yeah, we we were singing. Da 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 da. And uh, we were busting. And and I I remember Chuck asked Woody Woodenhofer. What are they doing? He right. said they're te- they're telling you, uh, Robert Kors is your son. <laughs> Boy, that that absolutely that dried right. up yeah, in our that, throats. That, that's right. That's when right. When we were singing that, Chalucha, I got to tell you something. I'm a little bit I'm a little bit worried this morning. Yeah, there's actually research out there 
And what they did was they researched the interactions between a black hole, five times the mass of the sun, and a stable, transversible wormhole, 200 times the mass of the sun, with a throat 60 times wider than the black hole. Gadzooks, the models, they suggest that gravitational signals, unlike any, seen up to now would occur when the black hole journeyed into and out of the wormhole. Doesn't that distress you? No. Okay. No. Never mind. <laughs> you, 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 I, I, you, you look, you're a conspiracy theorist, and uh, you look for things that uh, are- That terrified uh, me. Yeah. Black hole going in and out of one of those wormholes. Yeah. yeah Zooks, man. Yeah. It's apocalyptic. Yeah. No. Nah, nah. uh, st- uh, so Steve Nelson was, was speaking, and uh, Steve had a good season last year. Yes, he did. Uh, he, he, and he said- we want to be better than last year. Right. Uh, and uh, he, he said, uh, everybody's improving, everybody's back. So, you know, the uh, second-year players like Minka uh, and Justin Lane. And, right. Uh, and, Who just got released off yeah, the COVID-19 right, right. list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. He's good. Uh, and um, He is COVID no more. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, one, one of the things uh, that uh, I see this – Defense getting better. Yes. Uh, I, 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 you know, everybody's back. Everybody's improving. Everybody's hungry. Right. And, uh, you know, it's going to be. But again, yeah. There's going to be better opportunity. Yeah. I really believe this. Again, you go back to all roads lead to seven. Yeah. You know, when you have an offense that can get up on top of an opponent, create a situation where the defense can pin their ears back and come after them. Think about last year. Yeah. How many times were we playing relatively even? You know what I mean? Now you got an opportunity to be able to get after these guys, get get them in the hole, get them feeling the pressure, get them having to reach, you know? I mean, that's, to me, one of the greatest things that's going could happen this year is that opportunity to get after them. Uh, more so than last year. Did you see that Steve Nelson Zoom call interview? Yes. Okay. Uh, you know, he, he Steve loves the game. Yes. And uh, he said uh, he's fortunate enough uh, not to have those issues. Uh, uh, you know, he, he said two, 2018 he had four picks, but he gave up a lot. And he didn't give up a TD last year. And uh, good guys from the bottom to the top, you know, Mike Hilton. He's, sure. He, he, he cited Mike Hilton, Cam Sutton, Minka. Uh, now, what I'm wondering is. Terrell Owens. Now, think about yeah, this. Terrell. Uh, with, with, uh, with, with Steve, now, uh, four interceptions a couple of years ago. Now, he comes here, and he was kind of like, people talked about him in terms of feast or famine type thing. But. He rolled the dice a little bit more probably a couple yeah. of years ago. Did he sit on things a little bit more last year? Did he play percentages? Was was there more the safeties leaning one way or the other in Kansas City that allowed him to roll the dice more? Right. Those are the things that we don't know. Was the pass rush as good as it was a couple of years ago as it was last year? Yeah. All these things interplay and come into consideration when you look at the seasons these guys had you know you look at steve he didn't give up a touchdown yeah. okay joe hayden the longest uh, reception he gave up was 23 yards yeah that's fantastic you know but what was it at the crux of it well one thing you can say right away is you got a great pass rush going on yeah you know you got 54 sacks 
Gadzooks, man, when you got that much pressure, and again, think about it. So often, they were playing from behind. You know, that being the Steelers' defense. Yeah. They didn't have all the great opportunities that could be available this year if the Steelers' offense gets itself going and gets out of the gates fast. Yeah. And so, you know, he he mentioned uh, uh, Terrell Edmonds. Uh, and, uh, yes. Uh, and he mentioned Cam Sutton and Mike Hilton and Minka. Uh, you know, a lot of guys that can make plays. And, you know, it, it's, it's interesting – that uh, Steve, I, I I love Steve Nelson. He's he is a humble he's guy. He's a pro's pro. You yeah. talk to him, and you know he's a man that comes across number one, high quality dude. You know, yeah. I mean, you listen to him, you talk to him, uh, what he has to say. Um, it's he's a man of character and integrity uh, is what I take away from conversations with him. No, and, and you know the one thing that he. Uh, was critical about was what are you doing you got papers and stuff going yeah, on yeah yeah I, I just uh, i just pu- pulled the paper out <laughs> uh um, you know one thing he talked about what's that w- one thing he talked about was he th- uh he says i think we can improve on the communications uh it's very key to be a great defense and uh and you know uh he wasn't getting as many targets last year uh, and he uh, asked, was asked what it's like in camp. Is it got, guys are glad to be back. There's energy there. Uh, you know, when you don't see your your guys right. all off season, right? You you look forward to coming back together. Sure, you and, miss the boys. And, yeah, and, and you uh, and and you come back and you're. And it's and and if it's not hard, you're having fun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you mean if it's not hard, yeah. If, if camp is not hard, oh yes, yeah. And camp is not hard. No, it's not like a, if it's not a death march every day, you know. Then it's something where you look forward to being with the boys, bonding, yeah, all that stuff, getting your yayas out. It's fun, yeah. You know, I mean, you're playing the sport that you love, yeah. You absolutely love this. I remember loving this game so much. From the time when I, I can first remember when I was six or seven, somewhere in that area, just watching the old Buff Bills and the old War Memorial yeah, Stadium. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. You know, that, that's, that's that love you bring to the game, man. You know, when we were kids, uh, before the NFL-AFL merger, and we had AFL games on Saturday. Yeah. And uh, we, we, kept, we were watching football all weekend. Oh, and, man. Uh, and you, Harry were, Jacobs, yeah, you, you know, middle linebacker, the old Buff Bills, they were AFL champs in yeah, '64 yeah, yeah, and yeah, '5. Yeah, I was a, a, a Oakland Raiders fan. Were you uh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now Warren, you were in Chicago. Warren Wells. You're a Raiders fan. Yeah, huh? I'm, in in the AFL, I was a Bear fan. Oh, okay. I and see, I was yeah. in the saying. AFL because okay. you know, Daryl Lamarca, bombs right. away. Uh, you know, uh, Warren Wells, the, the running back, and. Uh, and, How about uh, Cookie Gilchrist? Yeah, Cookie. That's the first time he was one of the first guys I saw um, in Buffalo. The first game I went. Yeah, it was actually it was the old Boston Patriots at War Memorial. You had Cookie Gilchrist, a big fullback for the Bills, and you had Jim Nance, big fullback for the Boston Patriots. Yeah, yeah. Boy, what a clash of titans! You know, was, I you know, you. Uh, when I went to you know Steel or uh, Chicago Bears training camp was in Lake Forest. Yeah, and so it was just. Uh, it was a ten minute drive from my house. Really? And so I you know, I used to walk I used to go over there and watch practice. 
and I remember Sid Gill cut a guy on the field. Really? You, you're you're gone. You're gone. Wow. Yeah. And I said, oh, that's chilling. <laughs> I, I said, I don't want to play in the NFL. Yeah. I don't want to get cut. Yeah, that would be awful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Sid Gilman was uh, their offensive coordinator, and he was the father of uh, the modern-day passing right. game. Yeah, and uh, uh, Don Coriel, Dick Vermeil were all Don Coriel. Yeah. Sounds like uh, you know the Godfather. Yeah. Yes, uh, Don Coriel. Yeah. Hello, Don Coriel. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's Don Coriel. It's not. Uh, it's not the Godfather. You know. So, so you can't. You got to say Don Coriel, not Don Coriel. Yeah. Well, wait. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a break. We we have uh, Alan Fanica on with us. Yes, at eleven o five. At eleven o five. And then at nine forty, which is earlier than eleven o five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we have Jim Wexel. Yeah. From and 247 Sports. Yeah. Steel City Insider. 247? Yeah, I that's thought it one was of the Steel other things. You've got to ask him about that. He's got, there's a couple of titles there. Yeah. The, I don't quite understand. Oh, wow. But he is writing a book on Troy Palomar. Uh, right. We, we talked really about cool. it last yeah. year. So Last week. I, I I'm, always, I'm always excited to get Wex's take. Yeah. Uh, Wex says uh, uh, Jimmy uh, has uh, insight. Uh, to football and how to write. He's, he doesn't have an aberrated mind like we do. Right. You know, there's something really Head wrong butts. with you. Something really wrong. Well, there's wrong with you at, <laughs> uh, as well. Uh, all right, we're going to Remember, take a... when you point the finger at somebody, there's four more pointing right back. Well, actually, technically three because my yeah, thumb is still well, pointing at you. Well, you know, you started pointing the finger at me, so... <laughs> There's there's four. You know what you do then, Jacob? This is what we used to do. Point the elbow. Yeah. <laughs> it's his fault. Jacob, you know, uh, who's more concussed, him or me? Every day you guys try to rope me in. It's not going to work. It's never going to work. That a boy, Jacob. Jake, you're, you're like Switzerland. <laughs> That's what we need. Neutral. Yeah. We need a neutral observer here. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, it's 412-919-1316. Wormholes. If you want to get I'm in. Telling Carter, you, be well, afraid. Yeah, be a scared. I'm not as scared of wormholes. I'm not scared Black of, holes going into wormholes. I'm, I'm Look not out. as scared of worms. <laughs> You know, I just love the game so much, and you know, that's not to knock anybody else that did opt out. You know, people do have like very serious, you know, concerns within their families. You know, I just been, you know, fortunate enough to not have, you know, those type of issues. And uh, you know, I've been, I think it's a blessing to be able to, you know, opt in this year with everything going on. So. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So start me up where I started up. And that was Steve Nelson talking about uh, uh, the COVID thing. And uh, he's uh, he, he's not, uh, he's all in. Like, uh, like David DeCastro was yesterday. And, uh, you know, he says he loves the game and he's glad to be back. And, you know, uh, as as the practices have gone on, the energy is there. Uh, and 
And they've kept in contact in the offseason, not physically, but by Zoom. You know, Zoom is a great thing. You think so? Yeah. I but, hate that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's awkward. Because, uh, like, sometimes you need, like, subtitles. Yeah, but. Because you, know, you lose. Yeah, Zoom is, uh, is the alternate to getting together. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, today, we're not, we, we, we can't get together. We have social distancing. Right. Yeah. Right. The thing that's confusing to, well, not confusing. The thing You're that, always uh, confused. Well, yeah. You yeah. know what? A state of confusion is where I generally plant my yeah. flag. You know I mean? That's just something that, uh, you know, we, we wolfies, we pride ourselves on our confusion. About yeah, things, yeah, yeah, know? yeah. So the point being is, you know, you got to have a strong group of leaders right. in this year. Yeah. This year leads to leadership. Right. You need right. guys that can rally, guys that are not ruffled by the unfamiliarity of what's going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to stay focused. Yeah. And you need strong leadership like the Steve Nelsons, like the Cam Haywards. Right. You know, guys that lead the pack and get out there and they like show. Like Vince Williams. Vince Williams. They show this is the way it's done. And so uh, I think one number one is we got great leadership on this team. Right. You know, Ben on the offense, Cam on the defense. Uh, you got. A, a ton of guys pounce on the offense. Abs- oh, pouncey! Yes, absolutely. You know, yeah. so all that is is going to be great because this is going to be a season unlike anything. Uh, yeah, we've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you and know, it's going to take guys the, keeping guys. Hey, don't focus on the things surrounding. Yeah. Stay between don't the white go to, lines. Don't here. go to the bars. Don't go to the restaurants. Hello. Yeah. Yes. You know, I mean, you guys want to, you know, I mean, here, here's the whole thing. Uh, think about it. You got a, another bubble. All right. Yeah. You had New Orleans bubbled, yeah. right? They're going to a, a town, a, a hotel. Well, the Cowboys are another team that's about to go bubble. In Frisco. I don't know about Frisco. It's in Frisco. No, they're not in Frisco. It's Frisco's- in Dallas. Frisco, Texas, not San oh, Francisco. Frisco. I thought you were saying Frisco. I'm going, what? No, if what are you it's in about? Frisco, Texas, that's where. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. But I, what I was sitting there when you're saying Frisco, and I'm going, it's not in Frisco. Not, not San Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah. No doubt about it. Look. Um, when you're going <laughs> to San Francisco. Please. <laughs> Please stab me in the eye with a yeah, pen yeah, before yeah, you yeah, start yeah, that. Yeah. Huh? And and you're gonna wear flowers in your hair. <laughs> I got no hair. Yeah, <laughs> you'd have to tattoo them on my bald yeah, head. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the fact is, you got another team that's starting to bubble eight here. You know, yeah. you got these, they're the bubble boys. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, on we, we 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 were on the bubble, uh, and the bubble boys, uh, and the the. The kid that was the bubble boy was in a bubble. Yes. (laughs) So the Dallas Cowboys are the new version of the Seinfeld bubble boys. Yeah. Although they and, uh, of course, the New Orleans Saints are another bubble boy team. It's not a bad idea. But here, you can create your own if you have strong leadership, internal pressure from the right guys. I'm speaking Cam Hayward. I'm speaking Marquise Pouncey. I'm speaking Ben. Guys that can stamp say, hey, Young Bucks. You remember Joe Green? Yeah. <laughs> Joe, Joe got up in the middle of the locker room one time and said, hey, Young Guys, our rookie year, right? Yeah, he goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, uh, you, the light is very low at confettis. You can't study your playbook at confettis yeah, at yeah. 1 a.m. Yeah. In other words, he's making a declaration right then and there. Get your butt home. Get your rest. Study your playbook and be ready for the next day and the upcoming game. And LC used to say, don't hit the streets. 
Don't hit the streets. Elsie Greenwood, when you jump outside, were you out last night? <laughs> were Remember, you he like, would laugh. Ooh, yeah. ooh, uh, ooh. And then, oh, he and was then, great. And then when we were going on the first sound, he'd go, blue. And then we'd jump <laughs> Such you know, he's such a turd. Yeah. You know, he come out there. LC yeah, was funny. LC. He knew the offense so well. Yeah. You can tell when we're going on the quick, which is the very first sound, the quarterback wouldn't say nothing. He'd come up, go under center, and just go boom. Blue. And then we take off, right? LC <laughs> could hear he'd know the snap count, or we were very tense coming to the line of scrimmage and immediately got into like tense two points and he just, you know, he'd look over and see it and go boom. Yeah. He jump off and chuck with you, yeah. So Steve Nelson was was continuing. Uh, uh, you know, we we had a lot of uh, veteran, <laughs> and they, you know, How about LC, Hollywood bags returning kickoffs and, on Saturday in the in, in the special teams meeting. Yeah, LC and uh, Dwight White and Steve Furness. Oh my! Uh, they were all messing with us rooks. Oh, they did. Yeah, yeah, and and, and we we were made to mess with. Oh, they, remember? Then they started. They also did the Henway calls. Oh, yeah. You know, they go Henway, Henway. So and he goes, "Wolf, well, you're, you're supposed yeah. to do a Henway. It's a Henway. Yeah, two pounds. Yeah." <laughs> Oh, that was funny. Yeah. I forgot about it. Yeah. And you would, you'd like jump offside, you'd screw up a down block or something like that. Didn't not blocking down. Yeah. Because he thought the hen, well, Henway must be like a down block. Henway. Henway. What's a Henway? Five pounds. <laughs> I just, it's so funny. And Chuck would chew you out. Raleigh would be so mad. Yeah. And those guys like Fernie, Fernie just look at you with that grin, you know? <laughs> just like, yeah. Yeah, I screwed you. And Banny. <laughs> Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Oh my goodness! You know, we we played for a great team. Oh man! Um, and they were great guys. They were. Uh, you know, men. a lot of Hall of Famers, and oh. uh, um, they were all very humble. And they they but, uh, but they loved to but, spread the pain around. Yeah, they busted your chops. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah, and, they love to screw up the young guys, man. And and we got into that uh, uh, that oh, rhythm. Yeah. So yeah. we were busting on the young guys. Absolutely. We returned the favor as we grew older, you know. You have to last long enough to be able to come back and yeah. haunt somebody else. Yeah, you know, I remember when we played in Arizona uh, in 1988, and it was like 100 degrees, oh, and brutal. Terry Long kept holding on to my shoulder pads, and he said, I can't, I can't go anymore. I can't go anywhere. Put the kid in. Put the kid Put in. Put the kid in. I said, who's the kid? I remember we were down like 35 to 28 to 3 or something yeah. at halftime. So we started. And I had to bump out the tackle, which I hated. Yeah, yeah, And I'm yeah. out there, and it is so hot. Right. And they were alternating the defense. But we started our two-minute offense, no huddle. Yeah. Like and in the half, third quarter. Third quarter, yeah. <laughs> and we were second wind. Second <laughs> wind so bad. And the guy over me, he's rotating every two or three plays with another guy. Yeah. When he went out, we crashed the ground. He, he's going out. I go, hey, tell the other guy to bring in a Gatorade bottle. <laughs> I need a drink. Yeah. He, did, he, he flipped me off. He was, yeah. <laughs> he was in the mood for, for jocularity out there. <laughs> yeah, but it was, it was hot. It was so hot. It was so hot. Do you remember all week long I'm worried about my brother Ronnie, right? Yeah. Because it's going to be so hot. And, you know, and I'm like, and he's worried about me. I'm sorry. He was worried about me 
coming down to the heat, and he's the one that locked up. He cramped up. <laughs> he lived down there. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, you know, when um, when Steve Nelson was asked about Minka, uh, he was uh, glowing about Minka. He's a yes. very smart player, very intuitive. Uh, he sets the tempo in the game. Um, and, and so they asked him, do you want to score points or do you want an offense to score points? He said, well, look for the defense to score points. You know, that, that's a great uh, – that that transition defense was a transition. You know, they they were like the Celtics of, of uh, mm-hmm. old. And, um, you know, look for the defense to score points. Uh, and uh, getting back on the field again. Uh, it, it's been great uh, that uh, – you know, the, the team defensively and offensively, it's going to be better. Uh, defensively, the, all those guys have grown, and there's only one guy missing. Well, two guys missing, Javon Hargrave and Anthony Ciccolo. Uh, but, uh, but they were both role players. Right, that's, they were both role players. And uh, it's going to be a great defense from a standpoint of uh, swarming around the ball, uh, tipping the ball, and making interceptions. And, no doubt uh, about Stripping it. the ball. Absolutely. You know, there was a question, I think Steelers.com or somebody had it, where um, how, how does Minka get better this year? You know, how do you do that? Well, again, it's not in a bubble. It's not where he's by himself and, and to improve uh, he's got to run a little bit less than a 40. No. The thing in my mind, I look at this, number one, he's still young and growing. Right. You know what I mean? He's not even finished with his rookie contract. And he yet. told it, he, he said uh, in his inter- Zoom interview uh, that he had never played free safety before uh, and uh, that uh, he's uh, – he 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 wants to get details. And, and one of the things he said was he was not low enough – uh, in his play, he he needed a little more knee bend, uh, and uh, you know I I, I respect the guy uh, because uh, he's not, uh, you know he he could be bragging five picks, two oh, yeah. touchdowns, but he's not he's he's very very humble. He he struck me as a very humble human being. Yeah, we got a chance to talk with him and converse a little bit last year. Look, I think of it this way: there's three things I can think of right now. Number one is trust him. You know what? He's growing into the job. So discussions and details, you know, they give way. They tend to give way when you get that heavy-duty discussion and detail right. points that you got from a, a, you know, from Keith Butler to Minka, like yeah. just like Troy and Dick LeBeau. Right. Dick LeBeau greenlighted Troy because right. Troy was up on all his details, and when they had conversations, you know, it comes out, and and that's what I think with uh, Minka. It's the discussions and details give way to green light and uh, the player intuition. You right. got to run with it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And I think that's one of the first ways that that he can get better. Yeah, you know, and I think he's going to get better. Uh, you know, uh, it's, and uh, one of the things that Steve Nelson was asked. Uh, uh, was uh, the transition from the COVID. And he said, uh, we're getting back on the field. It's been great. Uh, the quarantine, therapeutic, uh, uh, you know, it's therapeutic to get back on the field. Yeah. Uh, to, to, and, it, and it's the NFL been doing a great job of taking care of the players. Right. Uh, yeah. And, Absolutely. I yeah. think you're spot on there, Chalupe. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, 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 it, it's, it's interesting 
um, that uh, this pandemic is in the middle of training camp and how the players are getting around it. And, uh, I, you know, I think it's going to be... Well, guys want to get out now and they want to get back to living. Yeah. You know what I mean? And living is... For, for at this point in time, that's football. Yeah, it's you know it's and he and Steve Nelson said it's therapeutic to get it back on the field, living and life giving. Yeah, you know what I mean to me, training camp. You know, the problem was training camp was so brutally hard in our day. It's something that you dreaded, but the start of the season was something that you 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 lived for. You loved it. I mean, it was just you began that journey, that enjoyment, that that life that you have every year when you go on that on on that journey of of a team coming together yeah. you know the brutality of, yeah. of training camp was just hard to accept after probably year number 4 you know when you get established as a starter right and you know you don't feel like okay there's that pressure to come in and put your thumb on the job right away like you you know you 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 you've been starting for a few years that's when training camp starts to be a little bit you know, long in the tooth for you. Yeah. You know, but the first couple of years were so exciting, you know, to be able to go in and compete for a job and go get after it and all that stuff. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, it was, it was the primary focus in your life to make the team. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And, uh, to be, a uh, an NFL player. And I, you know, when we, when we talk about that, we would have played for free. Yeah. Yep. All right, we're going to take a, like I always said we just about did. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break uh and we'll be back with more stuff 412-919-1316. He's Wolf, I'm Touch and you are in the locker room. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, it's Wednesday. That means it's Jim Wexel from Steel City Insider. Uh, Wex, thanks for joining us, brother. How you doing? I'm doing great, Tunch. How are you, buddy? I'm great. Hey, uh, uh, Jimmy, uh I, I think it was yesterday that uh, Terrell Aust- uh, Terrell Austin uh, and Minka Fitzpatrick and Steve Nelson. What did you learn from those three Zoom interviews? And um, the second question is: uh, uh, It's not, you know, I remember you waiting at the uh, cafeteria to interview guys, and that's that's gone. <laughs> I know this, this book I wrote better be good, man, because it might be the last go round. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Well, Tunch, I don't know. Another thing, you know, as a researcher going through some of the old Chuck Knoll stuff a few books ago, Chuck one year was blaming the media for getting his players sick. And I always wondered about that because there are a lot of guys wheezing and, and, and sniffling, you know, during the winter months, interviewing these guys, getting yeah. a little too close. So I always wondered about that. And now I think, you know, that as, as everybody's learning how to do this without us, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, may, it may become a long-term habit 
you know, even <laughs> even even if we are all inoculated against the COVID. So you're talking about more zooming, huh? <laughs> oh man, you know, I still don't know how to zoom. I still just do the phone uh, <laughs> option, uh, and and. Uh, just to get well, before I answer your question, just just to get another point in touch, I was listening to the live rendition of a whipping post, as I often do. Yeah, oh, yeah. Some some forty, fifty years later. Right. And every note is needed. You know, it's about a twenty-eight minute song. You know. Wow. And uh, every note is you, you can't do without it. And I thought of my book, you know, the Polamalu book. I have the rough draft done. Uh, I got it done July 31st, and I didn't even know how many pages. We didn't even want to take a guess. The last 11 days, I've been just gutting it, just mm. cutting and cutting and cutting because it's so massive. And we cut it down and took an estimate. It's about 480 pages. Wow. <laughs> and, I sw- and I swear, there's not a word I can do without. I thought of whipping post, 28-minute version. Yeah. Wex, I got to ask thing. you. Is a chocolate chip cookie packed with chocolate chips? Is that what it is? Because that's what I I picked that up off of you, buddy. Is that is it a chocolate chip? Because let me tell you something. Yes. I am yes. I have the innate ability. One of my gifts. One of my my superpowers. I can look at a chocolate chip cookie and know which one has the most chips in it without even. I don't even have to count. It's just intuitively that's a good I'm drawing. Analogy, though, isn't it? Wolf? It is. It's perfect, and it you describes what. Times. Tell. It, 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 it's what a teacher told me when right. I was uh, in college. He told me, and I put this in the acknowledgments. Uh, I said, "Cool Papa Bell has as much to do with this book as Shelley Polamalu, the historian who helped me." <laughs> um, uh, the teacher, the teacher gave us a, an assignment. We had, we were reading about the grain embargo in a business writing class in at Robert Morris. And uh, we were reading about the grain embargo with the Soviets, and I'm like, oh, it's this dry. I, I don't even know what's going on. And he said, okay, you got to write a paper about it. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be horrible. I can't even – I don't even understand the book, let alone write a paper about it. Well, I wasn't the only one. The next day he comes to class. He goes, that was, that was the worst display of writing I've ever seen from a class. <laughs> he goes, you guys have to learn how to write something. So just write about anything. I don't care. Summer vacation. I Just write something that makes sense. So I wrote about Cool Papa Bell. Oh, and okay. uh, the next day he shows up with 30 of my Cool Papa Bell's stories uh, Xerox. He hands them to everybody. He goes, now this is writing. This is a chocolate chip cookie packed with chocolate chips. Ah, there you and go. I, I've, I've never forgotten that compliment. And because, you know, sometimes when you write, you're like, wow, I'm really dry today. And you just put a bunch of filler in. You maybe throw some two chocolate chips in there. Maybe. <laughs> so the key is to just pack the thing. And no matter how big the cookie's going to be, it's still packed with chocolate chips. You're going to keep reading. You know, that's I'm excited about it, and I'm, I'm looking forward to when this book comes out because it's going to be very enlightening about Troy. But, you know, you look at Troy, and I take a look over at Minka now, and I, and I think, wow, could we be blessed with a couple of great safeties playing in, you know, fairly close proximity career-wise to each other? 
Well, it's a perfect segue to me to answer Tunch's question uh, that he posed at the beginning. Well, this is what we do as pros. You right, see what right, I'm right. talking it, about, it, Jimbo? It's a very professional, very <laughs> Actually, I had not a clue that <laughs> I was you know, segwaying. Uh, you, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy, I thought you were going to forget because of the uh, uh, wolf going on at the chocolate chip cookies. I just took off on a tangent. <laughs> Well, yeah, I started with the music again, uh, you know, but, um, you know, uh, we didn't get Minka yesterday. I don't know. Somebody did. Maybe uh, maybe the Steelers uh, website did. Right. Uh, the gen- general media didn't get Minka. We had Steven Nelson. Right. And uh, Terrell Austin. And I call him Terrell often, too. Tons. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I, I, Terrell. you know, uh, Mike Pursuta asked uh, about getting Minka closer to the ball more because, and we talked about this a little bit last week, Tunch. Yeah. As, a, as a center fielder, you can kind of avoid him. And, you know, Ed Reed changed that matrix uh, or, or whatever you want to call it. Right. He, he was still effective. He was still uh, getting his hands on the ball so often. But everybody always said, well, Troy can blitz and Troy can play the run better and all of that. Well, Minka, you, you compared Minka to Ed Reed as yeah. a center fielder. But we, 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 we agree that he needs to do other things to get the ball more. Because right. he, was, he was being avoided the second half of last year right. more easily. And so uh, Terrell was asked about that, and he said, yeah, we have a lot of plans. Uh, we wanna, we're going to do some things to get him to the ball more. Because I don't want to say he's like Troy. I don't want to say he's like Ed Reed. He's like Ed in the fact that he's a ball hawk. Yeah. I don't know that he's that kind of ball hawk, but he's a pretty good ball hawk. Right. And but he's more physical. He's he's bigger. He can do more things. But he's not like Troy, yeah. who is right. very physical, right? And, and could could take on offensive guards if he had to, to a degree, right. and yeah. a Steinbacker. Um, and he's kind of like Carnell Lake. Yeah. But Carnell was also a linebacker in college too, so he's a little more physical. But uh, Minkus Minkus his own guy. He, he's different, and he's but he has that strong safety skill set where you can use him closer to the line, you can blitz him, you can disrupt more than a typical center fielder can. So uh, uh, when, when Terrell <laughs> Austin said, yeah, we have some ideas in, in mind, we're going we're gonna to get uh, Minka to the ball more. And my question, as it was last week, was what do you got to play center fielder when you're doing that? It's not like, it's, you know, Troy could play center field. Yeah, when when you wanted Brian Clark to do something or Chris Hope to do something, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and, and and I don't know that this team has that. And and Terrell said, yeah, we don't want to put Terrell Edmonds back there. That's not a good look for us. Uh, but we have some ideas, and I, I'm still maybe you guys can talk about what they could possibly do. Because I don't know that Terrell 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 Edmonds is a deep coverage guy. I don't think he's shown that yet. Maybe he will in his third year. Yeah, you he's know. He's got the size and he's got the speed, but okay. You know, Jimmy, uh, uh, the, when uh, Terrell Austin said we're going to move Minka around a lot more this year, uh, and he was talking about Cam Sutton, and Cam Sutton uh, could play safety, and they moved Cam Sutton around. Uh, and I, I would think that uh, uh, Cam Sutton could be a great center fielder. And, I love uh, that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I love Cam Sutton, uh, his coverage and his athleticism and his speed and his uh, nose for the ball. So I, I think 
maybe when you move, uh, uh, you know, in dime, you can move both of those guys, uh, 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 Terrell Edmonds and Minka Fitzpatrick, up in the line of scrimmage uh, in the box and play Cam Sutton in center field. That does make a lot of sense. Now, one of the things I thought about was possibly that's why they went out and got the Riley guy, Curtis Riley. Yeah. Because well, he's he is a, a center fielder. Yeah. And I think maybe that's just to give some depth there and at least get a look at somebody uh, and give them options. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but I, I do think that that does make sense. Cam Sutton, I think I got a lot of respect for him as a player. Yeah, I, I, I I'm he's I'm a big fan. I, I I noticed him his rookie year, and I just uh, I jumped on well, they his bandwidth. Been able to use him much, and and yes, I've been hopeful until they picked up Riley. They they were sitting pat. They even drafted another strong safety in the first right. round. And Jordan Dangerfield is more of a strong safety. Yeah. So oh. uh, he's more like yeah. a linebacker. <laughs> Rodney. Yeah. Rodney. So is, so is Brooks, and so is uh, right. Uh, Terrell Edmonds. Antoine yeah. Brooks. Yeah. They're all linebackers. Yeah. yeah. Antoine's big. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. And he, if you watch the Maryland films, he was up as a linebacker all the time, more in the slot though, more like a Mike Hilton. But um, and that—that's what's funny because. They weren't doing anything, and I assume they must have the, – Cam Sutton must be the ace up their sleeve for this to back up uh, as a free safety. But also, you know, I love their depth in the secondary, mm. except, the, you know, I think the third safety. But, you know, with Cam Sutton and Mike Hilton, uh, even Justin Lane, you have uh, a young – interesting prospect i don't know that he's shown all that much but he's still an interesting prospect right now but uh, sutton and hilton contracts are up and i think sutton is so valuable in that all he does but he's still not playing more than hilton so you have to pay hilton or pay him first i don't know that you can you can extend cam sutton without extending hilton so I don't know if they're in a jam. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, because yeah. think about it. They they really went with the run-heavy Mike Hilton, pass-heavy Cam Sutton last year. Right. When they were doing that, you know, the nickel stuff. And remember Mike Hilton got a little bit of chip going on. You know, when he whenever he got a pass defense or had a successful coverage, he was making a point of coming up and, and – I don't know, gesturing to the crowd or whatever, like I can do this. I, you know, I'm still good in pass coverage. You know what I mean? That's... Whatever, whatever nicks we we find in his game as media critics, I I don't want to make a change. As as much as I like Cam Sutton, I think Mike Hilton's perfect at what he's doing and stays right there and keeps the same number of reps. Yeah, I do. With Cam. I, I do think Cam, in a way, might be a little more valuable. I, you know, he played yeah. that dimebacker. He played dimebacker, too, on third and long. Right. Yeah. So he's physical enough, too. You know, just remember, one of the concepts that is really big in the defenses these days is their ability to disguise and swap assignments. Right. You know what I mean? When you got uh-huh. Cam and you got Minka and you got um, – Ter- uh, Terrell Edmonds in there, and then you can swap who's going to be playing over the yeah. top and who's in the box. That's going to be interesting because then you can create confusion. And then and they're they're smart. They all can play. That. Unlike touch, yeah. yeah unlike, uh, oh yeah. <laughs> you know when we used to get the quiz on the on the plane. <laughs> I, I I would help uh, uh, Wolf on the quiz. You never helped yeah, me. Yeah, you you was no a, way. he was a bad. He he flunked you know, the quiz. We, we used to take get pop quizzes for about a month with Chuck back in the day, Jim. 
and and he stopped because he said he was he was terrified knowing that we some of us were going into game day with no so little. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I won't tell you who that was. Thank you. It was Wolf. Uh, thank you, uh, Jimmy Wexel from Steel City Insider, uh, and uh, uh, he's got a book. Uh, on Troy Palomalo. It's coming out, baby. It's When's it coming out. out? You know, I called my favorite printer in Northern Virginia. I said, I'd like to have this back for Thanksgiving. He said, well, I think you're a little too late for that. <laughs> I said, why? He goes, he said, he said, we're pretty busy. You know, you're not the only guy that wrote a book in quarantine. <laughs> Everybody wrote a book in quarantine. Thank you, Jimmy. Uh, Wex, thank Appreciate you. Appreciate you, brother. We're going to take All a right, break, guys, and we'll be you. back with more stuff. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room. It's funny, so... I think it was, what, 2018, I, I had four interceptions, but I gave up a lot. Um, so statistically, you will say 2018 was my best season, but the last year, I mean, I didn't give up a touchdown. Um, and there was a lot of other, uh, like, small details in, in the stat line that would probably make a good argument, but... You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Well, Steve Nielsen uh, uh, was talking about uh, uh, the uh, 2018 and four picks. Uh, but he said he gave up a lot. And last year, he didn't give up a touchdown pass. And that's like not giving up a sack for an offensive lineman. And, uh, you know, uh, someone said... But you know you're small, yeah. and and he said, "Well, I'm not five eleven, one ninety is not that small for a corner." Uh, and you know when I, I play against a six uh, five guy, uh, you know I watch the film study, uh, you know I watch film, and I you know my quickness can beat him to the ball, and uh, and he didn't uh, give up a touchdown to a six five guy. Uh, and uh, you know the thing that I always again I go back to. Um, you also have to understand the context and what's going on. Yeah. You know what? Where in the defense? What are they leaving you alone a, a lot? Yeah. Man coverage? Are they? You know, got somebody over the top? Are they doubling? Are they doing? You know, things like that. How's the pass rush? Yeah. You know what? How how as a team are you performing? And um, you know, uh, are you? playing from behind a lot or playing ahead, those yeah. things all factor in to what the defense is going to do. And so it's going to affect what Steve Nelson is capable of doing. And I think one of the things he's shown is that he can play more aggressive and he can play right. more not conservative, but you know, not take the big chances that also can get you burnt. Right. You know, it yeah. depends on the situation. So I think he's a fully capable 360 degree cor uh, corner. Yeah, he, he's uh, uh, he's got real uh, game brains. What as we say, he you know he sees the field well, uh, and um, you know he's a he's a great player. Uh, I, I I'm I'm very he impressed tackles with, well. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, so I I don't look at uh, you know it's the same way. Here's the thing, you know, I know it with uh, t with uh, Terrell Edmonds, they want him to get more uh, takeaways. They yeah. want to see more ball production right. from him. Um I'm not I'm not that worried about it yet. Yeah. You know, I, I think he's still growing into the job. Right. And I think there was 
not confusion, but there there was not a settling into one specific position. Yeah, the guys played over a thousand snaps in each of his first two seasons. Yeah, you know he was a second leading tackler or something like yeah, that. Yeah, on uh, one hundred five tackles. Yeah. I mean, this guy's got a lot of upside. I think, I, to me, you keep playing fundamentally sound, right. the ball's going to find you. It's going right. to start coming your way. Yeah. You know, because num- one number one, they're going to sit there going, I want to be away from Minka. You know, yeah. you know we don't want to put it anywhere near the Fitzpatrick, right? Yeah. So, uh, to me, just stay true to form. Keep working your fundamentals and basics, and the ball will eventually yeah. come to and, you. And, you know, when – Terrell Austin did the Zoom call. He said, we're going to move Minka around. And, uh, I, I, you know, one of the things. Uh, is it Terrell or Terrell? You drive Terrell, me crazy. Terrell. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Terrell Edmonds and Terrell Austin. Okay. Well, get Zooks, man. I mean, like, this is like, this is tough for me. Yeah. Uh, and and um, one of the things that uh, I, do, I can see. Terrell Edmonds playing center field, uh, you know, because he's he's got a knack uh, for football, you know, and uh, and and I and I and I don't think that you know they're gonna you know wh- one of the things when uh, the Steelers had Ryan Clark and Troy, they jacked them back and forth. Uh, Ryan Clark played in the box. And Troy played center field. Troy played in the box, and Ryan Clark played center field. You know, uh, when when you got two good safeties, you can uh, play them in and out. Well, part of it also was the fact that Troy got green lighted on a lot of intuition type yeah. plays. I mean, yeah. you and I remember Dick telling me, you know, a little bit about it. Just said, well, you got to depend on the guy. Yeah. You know, you got to believe and trust in him. And the long-haired, flying Hawaiian human crash test dummy that was yeah. Troy Palomalu was one of those guys who had great instinctive skills through study, film work, right. all those things. And then he's able to manifest that particular talent on the field. Yeah. I remember watching him. It used to – I just loved it. He'd come to the sidelines, and you know how the defense would huddle around right. and Butsy would be talking and Mike come over, say something or something like that. And then he'd sit off, and he'd be sitting at the end of the bench, and you'd just see him chilling into himself. Right. You know, he really – you know, the other guys are talking and stuff like that, and he's just, he's just into himself. And you know mentally he's going through – the possibilities and things that uh, you know he'd studied all week on, and it yeah. was just—it was really cool to watch him up close. And he's so intuitive. He you was. know, when when he jumped over the center, right, uh, to tackle the quarterback, uh, he had a knack for the cadence, rhythm, and the cadence snap. Uh, and he would pick up on yeah. it. Think about it. Yeah. No, some part of it was when the NFL started miking up the centers. Right. Then you could download it off a. Of you know, the TV thing yeah. and, and be able to find, listen to the quarterback's voice, find his rhythm. Sometimes you could hear the code words, things of that nature. And and he would he would play that. He would uh, listen to it during the game. And he just had that ability to take that in yeah. and then act on it. Yeah. How many times did we, when we're out there, I think I smell a blitz coming, but you don't want to give anything away. You don't want to act on it too much because you might, you, you could well be wrong. Yeah, well, you know, I, I always said, oh, f- 
Watch the blitz. Watch the blitz. Yeah, yeah. Right. But the point is not to not to where you take yourself out of the play. Yeah. You know what I mean? That is something that um, with with a free safety, you're capable of doing more because there's more ground to be able to traverse. Right, right. You know, and so with Troy, that's just one of the things I always respected, which is intuitive ability to find that samurai-like sixth sense and be able to do what his gut was telling him. Yeah. And so uh, when we play the Bengals, uh, we're going to have to have uh, Minka and Terrell uh, and uh, Cam, because A.J. Green looks like his old Ooh. self. Ooh. Yeah, you know, I, I I saw a film of A.J. Green yesterday, and uh, Joe Burrows is psyched because a healthy A.J. Green is going to be uh, a, an, an extra weapon for him. And he's 32 years old, and he's back. He's back. He looks and explosive he's back with a vengeance. Yeah, I think he he looks explosive and he's confident and uh, you know AJ Green. He's what Joe Burrow's needs. I mean, let's face it. You're in Cincinnati. You need something. Yeah. I mean, that is one chilly eating town. Yeah. Right. So I mean, what are you going to do? You it's chili and spaghetti. It's not good. <laughs> no. It's you know what they got more more chili restaurants in Cincinnati than anywhere else. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. Huh? See, I, that's what inquiring minds want to know. Yeah. You know, a bunch of chili eating guys over there. Skyline chili. Skyline, Skyline chili. chili. I, What's I, up I, with the chocolate? Yeah, Skyline like chili. They put chocolate and they put noodles in it, and I don't like it. Now the noodles that the, interests the first me. time the first time we ate Skyline chili, we didn't like it. Yeah, you know what? I, I didn't like the taste. The chocolate threw me off. Yeah, I did like the noodles though. See the noodles. See that's a buffalo thing. Yeah, they got they go they go noodles and and you know rice and stuff like that up in uh, uh, Buffalo. Yeah, you know. By the way, I had a sensational dinner last night. Mrs. T's pierogies. Right, brother. Let me tell you something. Mrs. T is the pierogi princess. Oh. <laughs> We had we had pierogies with bacon bits in them. Yeah, you know how good that is. That's insanely good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then we had some pierogies with mashed uh, potatoes in them. Oh. oh man! Remember when we used to eat at Halula's? Yeah, pierogies. Oh. They their pierogies were great. Oh, that was that was that was a fantabulous meal. Yeah, 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 yeah. So last night, just wanted to let you know. I, I had a fantastic me- uh, meal last night. Uh, corn on the cob. Cross patch potatoes. Uh, What's cross patch potatoes? Uh, you you cut them in half and you uh, broil them, and uh, they're crunchy. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, man, Mrs. Mrs. T. Yeah. That's a serious pierogi. Right, right, right. Uh, right. And, and you know, you know, Julian Edelman, Julian <laughs> Edelman was uh, interviewed on Tom Brady, and he said, "I love him to death." But the train keeps on moving. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You look at that, and it's interesting because, um, I don't know, Julian Edelman is always one of those guys. I guess when you play with him, you love him, and you play against him, you can't stand him. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's just one of those guys that just rubs you wrong a little bit. Um, But, you know, the thing about it is Tom Brady was – you know, you got twenty plus years of the the best football right. you could possibly imagine in New England, 
You know, maybe maybe Julian's a little bit honked off. Yeah. You got Gronk down there in Tampa. All right. You could have taken me with you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, Julian, if his contract runs out, he's going to be going down to Tampa. You think? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, good be. Be, you know, be they, careful what you say then, Julian. Yeah. Everyone wants to go on it. And uh, Cam Newton, uh, he was describing Cam Newton as a big physical specimen he's got a great worth that work ethic and he's very excited and is extremely positive and he can run the football yeah but he wakes up mad every day yeah because he's a vegan you'd be a vegan too if you were you'd be mad every day if you were a vegan because yeah. then you couldn't eat mrs t's pierogi you couldn't eat cross patch potatoes or well you can was. eat cross patch potatoes can you yeah, yeah and a vegan and a vegan yeah because it's not uh vegan is no dairy no meat no cheese no cheese no no cheese no cheese huh. that's awful Get yeah yeah and no cheese yeah no wonder you were so miserable for a while there that one year when you were just veganing out yeah when i when and i i joined sharon because she that's was right. yeah and and uh I love when she said, when you had that, that steak. steak, and you, he said it was awful. He goes, you lied. <laughs> you lied. <laughs> she called you out on that yeah, one, buddy. Yeah, um, <laughs> and uh, it's, uh, it's, you know. Do you think, vegan... though, seriously, you're a 31-year-old studly athlete, and you think a vegan is going to make a difference? I don't see how that does. I, I, all right. So maybe he went over like Tom Brady. Tom Brady's got the, you know, the ice cream. What? Do you, what was that ice cream that he? It was like, uh, I don't know, avocado. Avocado. That's it. Avocado ice cream. Get yeah, Zooks, man. Whoa. I mean, get yourself some chocolate chip cookie dough. That's now. That's some ice cream there, man. You know, go Turkey Hill. All right. All right. That's you get some of that stuff. Rocky Road. Woo. All yeah. right, now you're living high on the that's hog. That's right. That's right. But you know, if you're a vegan, you can't eat ice cream. You you got to eat. You got to eat coconut milk ice cream. Not a moo. You know, not a moo. Chocolate is good. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That just sounds painful. All right, we're gonna take a break. Uh, we'll be back with more stuff. Four one two. What do you nine, do for one. double stuffs? You get, how, what, what kind of fake double stuffs can you get? I, I I don't think you can. Oh, you can't. Okay. Yeah, nine one nine one three one six, and uh, Cam is a is a vegan. He's a vegan. And yeah. He's miserable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Cam Newton's a vegan. All right, we're gonna be uh, back after this, and he's Wolf. I'm touch You're in a locker room. You know, um, the secondary overall, like, we just have good guys from top to bottom. I mean, uh, starters and non-starters, you know, guys can come in and play. Like, we have uh, Mika, you know, back there. We saw what he did last year. We still got uh, Joe, who, you know, is still balling at a very high level. Uh, Mike Hilton, Cam Sutton, you know, those, those guys are very uh, skilled at what they do on the inside. Uh, Terrell Edmonds. Can, uh, give you a versatile look as well. So, you know, we just, you know, we just got a lot of guys that you know, can get out there and make plays. 
You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So Steve Nelson was talking about Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, Mike Hilton, and uh, uh, Terrell Edmonds, uh, Terrell Edmonds. And, uh, you know, they're all learning to fly. And uh, they're going to be... Uh, uh, oh, the, uh, I got it yeah, now. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. very good. Well yeah. played. Yeah, well, you know, um, you, know you have your moments. Uh, the cre- creativity. Uh, uh, so, you know, uh, one of the things that uh, I, I when in Minka Fitzpatrick's uh, interview, he said he loved coming to Pittsburgh. He said he connected with Mike Tomlin uh, at the uh, combine, and he wanted to be drafted by him. And it's a perfect landing place for him. Uh, you know, last year he was playing safety for the first free safety for the first time. And he said, I'm still learning. I want to learn more about the deep safety position and how to improve. You know, if you're hungry to be a great player, right? You want to improve. You do want to improve. Yeah. And, you know, it's something that you're going to study and prepare for and you keep up on. Year round, as you adhere to all the the physical requirements that you got to get yourself into, you and your condition and everything. But it's going to be now. It's going to be above the next stuff. Yeah, I mean, for Minka, he's got, and he's probably as far into his athletic talents that he's going to get. Right, right. You know right. what I mean? But um, the 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 brain game now is is the biggest part of his game, and I think that's what I'm excited to see him be able to do because. There's, right now, he don't have a ceiling. Yeah, you know, this guy is just really coming into his own. I mean, he hasn't even completed his rookie contract. Yet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, one of the things I love about him is because he's hungry. Uh, you know, one thing he said I could have done better was play lower, uh, more with bended knees. Uh, you know, Minka is trying to work on every detail in practice, uh, and you could see it. You could see it, uh, you know, when the pictures and the films of practice. Thankfully, we're going to get out there Monday, you know, and and see practice. Absolutely, and I hope hope we get there's something to watch. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, you know, one of the things that I always think about when I, you know, you look at the safety position was Troy's adherence to working on angles. Yeah. When, you know, and after practice was over, he stayed out there and just like we'd work on one-on-one pass rushes, right. just like you'd uh, have some other guys uh, work on their technique, uh, Troy would be out there and it would having people run angles and how he would uh, intersect with them. Yeah. And it was it was fun watching him, like going, wow, you really got to use your eyes and your, your imagination to be able to see what he's coming up with. Yeah. But the intersect points uh, based on the – you know, the route that was being shown to him. It was interesting to watch him have to, you know, make the move and, and plant that foot and go. Yeah, you know, and, and I, I love what Minkin says. I'm going to work on every detail uh, in my game. Uh, and that that's great. You know, that's the, the you know, we worked on every detail. Uh, you know, he and he thinks the defense will be better. And, he, uh, and you know, Mike Hilton is, is good. Uh, Minka is good. Uh, Terrell Edmonds is good. Uh, Cam Sutton is good. Steve Nelson is good. And Joe Hayden is pretty darn good. 
Uh, and, and you know, that, that, that secondary, you know, we haven't had a secondary like that. No, because it complements the front end. You know, we've got such great pass rushers up front, guys that are able to create that well effect, that high hands driving guys into the face of the quarterback, that, number one, it constricts the, the view of the opposite of the uh, of the secondary, yeah. the quarterback doesn't see it as well. And the other thing is, if you're banging guys, they get when you get banged a lot, you tend to be more inaccurate. Yeah, they have actually had studies as I've talked about over that. So to me, if you look at Minka, if I if I look at Minka and say, how does Minka get better? I think again, number one is you trust him, let him grow into this right. job and do all the things that you know when you get down there, you talk to Butsy to. Uh, Terrell Austin, and you have those conversations. You understand what he can greenlight right. uh, into in, intuition. What he's got to stay by the numbers, right? Second thing is keep up the pressure. Right. You know, what I mean, we got some fifty-four saccharations. Think how many times you created high hands, visual uh, obstruction for the quarterback to be able to have to throw. You know, partially obstructed or under pressure. You know, um, but that's huge. Being able to have that. And then the third right. thing is, root for number seven, baby. The more that Ben goes out there, puts points on the board, creates right. a lead, the more opportunities you're going to have to get takeaways. Right. And the more right. you can freelance a little bit. And you know what he said? He loves Renegade. Ah, there he, you go. He loves Renegade. There's a man who knows. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, you know, I think Tony Quattrini uh, introduced – Renegade. Was he the guy that did yeah, it? I, think, I don't know. I think, well, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm well, not. Hey, we'll, we'll give TQ the credit. Yeah. All right. Give the couple the credit there, man. Yeah. You know, I, I miss him. Yeah. What a great man. Yeah. He's uh, done in, uh, but he's down in retirement with the good lady Leslie. Yeah. Enjoying himself, looking like a boat captain, you know, with that beard and everything yeah, else. You know, w- w- he invited us down. Uh, to smoke cigars on his uh, right. pontoon boat. And then what happened, though, when we went down there? He didn't call. He didn't call. Yeah. He forgot. Yeah. TQ, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so the point is, uh, you know, when you look at Minka and you, you think about what they can do and the implements, you know, when they go to the three safeties, what they call the quarters? Yeah. You know, they go three safeties and maybe you got yourself Cam Sutton back yeah. there. Or maybe Mike Hilton might be another one that can go back and forth right. a little bit because he did play some safety there. Yeah, but in practice. Right, yeah. right. But if you're if you're prepping him and, and you I, have the possibility, I, 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 I kind of doubt it, but I'm, I'm saying, you know, you just don't know. I remember Mike Tomlin said he doesn't look like a safety, <laughs> but he can play it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, again – being able to disguise and change up the numbers that a quarterback sees when he does his, uh, you know, pre-snap uh, read, um, to me, that's that's being able to play a high-level defense. That's right. high-level stuff. Yeah. Did you did you see the pictures of practice? Yeah, yeah. What did were you, you looking at? Did you see Vance McDonald's long hair and long I beard? Did. Yeah, looks like a mountain man. Yeah, yeah. He looks like a mountain man, and he's living. In Lake uh, Trobe, man, uh, he's living in Ligonier, yeah, in the mountains, and uh, he looks like it too. Yeah, so uh, I he's was out w- there in the South Forty. Yeah, I was punching wa- doggies. I was wondering, uh, is he uh, uh, long haired and long beard because uh, he didn't want to go to a barber shop? I don't know. Maybe during quarantine, you, you know, like you can't go. He didn't get the, you know, because maybe he heard you know Ben get ripped by uh, Governor Wolf, yeah. right? So maybe uh, you know he he says oh, I'll just let it grow up. Yeah. But he looked. I I thought it was pretty cool. 
He looked like a, a guy that you know yeah. spent some time in the in the hills of the, yeah. the Laurel Highlands. Yeah, that, yeah. that's that's beautiful area. Yeah, there. you know, um, I would like to live there, but it's too far from Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah you, know, a long uh, you know, I love Legionnaire. Yeah, uh, and and you know, Bulls Tavern was in Legionnaire and uh, Bull Tommy Turnbull. Twelve minutes down Route yeah, Thirty yeah, from uh, yeah. St. Vincent, and uh, we used to go there all the time. To play pool, to play Space Invaders, uh, to play Pac-Man. Well, you were safe there because uh, that's when you know that there men were men and so were the women. Yeah, they, you know? and there, there were no there were, women there. No, yeah, they yeah. were rough-looking customers. And and and, uh, <laughs> um, and and that was a great place for us. And Bull would bring out a platter full of frog legs. I was never big on that frog oh, legs. Oh, I love the frog legs. And those then he poor bring, frogs. And then you know he 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 bring out a platter for frog legs and bulldogs and burgers, bull burgers. Those were good. Yeah. But the the frog legs, they just. Kinda, I I love the frog looking legs. Looking at them though, you see the legs are just hanging there. You know, you got. So legs. you know you you get turned off by way the way food looks. Well, like you're eating squid, you're eating octopus. I, you know, I I love octopus. The suckers on those things. Yeah, they, just, you, they suck you, your you, face off. You know, when we were in Mexico City, oh. they had great octopus, and I and I said, try it. And he goes, no, 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 no. no, no. They're, we're they're, not trying they're, the they're octopus. They're going to spray the ink on me. Yeah, we're going to go. You know, they they squirt that stuff and then they jet off and stuff like that. You know, yeah. I mean, and you get those sucker bites on you. And I, I'm not for that, man. Yeah, they yeah. got them underwater critters. It's. Eh. I once I accidentally petted a, a, a moray eel. It was down there, and I was diving down in the Cayman Islands. We went diving, and uh, right. my buddy Dave, he was like, he, he pulls me over. We're underwater there, and there's this thing there, and I just he reaches out and he just points at it, and I, I touch it a little bit. All of a sudden, we go back up, and as we're going to the surface, I look back down at this rock, you know, where this thing was at. No, it's this big moray eel. Yeah, I had no idea. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, man. I almost fainted. Yeah, were, you did. Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I went down. And there's a barracuda cruising around. That was crazy. Bar- went- Barracudas just uh, uh, jump on. Uh, Did you ever see them shiny things? Uh, yeah. yeah, they they bite shiny stuff. So yeah. if you but if you didn't have a ring on or a watch on. The, the, what about the regulator on your air tanks when you're diving? Huh? Well, they they hey, Jacques Cousteau. Yeah. All right. Remember the time? How, how about we got Shark Week? How yeah. about the? How about when? Uh, we went down to Tampa. Yeah, and you yeah. swam with and, the and, sharks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Gadzooks, man, that was terrifying. Yeah. You know, you were sitting there, I was, it was like. I was oh. going, bite him, bite him, bite yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> the giant sea turtle, remember the thing kept coming by me? Yeah. And the guy had this the, the, the stick that he kept pushing it away. This yeah. giant sea turtle was like five feet across. That thing was huge. Do you re- do, Were you there? When we were in uh, down in the Florida Keys, and Gary Dunn jumped on the sea turtle, and it took him down. No, into I didn't the, see that. Oh, that that was so. That was the time I wasn't there. That was so cool. Uh, you know, we we just uh, uh, went to the Keys to see Dunny a lot. That was the York McDockin, wasn't it? Yeah, that that was the York McDockin tournament, <laughs> fishing tournament. <laughs> And the and the Sam and the Samuel McDurkin, uh, the Samuel ne- McDurkin, the, the next week, the next year, <laughs> next year, yeah, that was brother of yeah. Uh, Tom O'Malley came up those, with those, uh, uh, <laughs> and he, he, you know, T-O. he he T O had a 
uh, a saga of uh, Irk McDocken. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He 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 he, he made the story of Irk McDocken. The, the entire story about yeah, Irk. Yeah, Irk McDocken. Legendary, the legendary Irk McDocken fishing tournament yeah. that uh, we went to, or some of us went to in the off season. And that was uh, part part of it was a ruse telling our wives. Yeah, yeah, that we're going to the York McDocken. Right, right, right. <laughs> and it was funny, and you know, the, we 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 fished. I I caught a hundred twenty pound tarpon. Uh, that was the uh, you know, and it was at the end of the night. Those uh, things were huge. Yeah, and they jump, and they uh, they're they're hard to pull in, and it, it, it they give you a great fight. That they they are a good. Fight and then they, you they, then you release them. Because they're not good eating. No. Yeah, they're bony. They're very bony. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You need All fat right. fish. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, we're going to uh, have Alan Vanek at the top of the hour. Yeah, that's, that's uh, yeah, not but, next, though. Yeah, but if you want to call and get <laughs> get into the conversation, conversation. 919-1316. He's Wolf. I'm touching your locker room. I like to have that, but it it doesn't mean you can't switch it up and do different things at, at times. I mean, that just can't be your our, our main mode of operation is not going to be Minka down around the box and Terrell Edmonds in the middle of the field because that's not that's not a good plan for us. Uh, but I think there's you can pick and choose your spots uh, to move people around and get them into different spots to to you know facilitate uh, maybe getting Minka around the ball or putting them in some spots that uh, the offense isn't used to. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. That's Terrell Austin, and he was talking about the safeties moving them around. And, um, you know, we, we, we talked about uh, 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 Terrell Edmonds playing center field, but he he's – He's not going to do that. It's it's not something that uh, right now that they, they feel comfortable in doing. And I think part of it in the, in the dime, you know, we've talked about Cam Sutton. We've yeah. talked a little bit yeah. about Mike Hilton. Yeah. The fact that you can intermingle, interswitch these guys, creating uh, momentary indecision, maybe for the quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, the fact is, if you think Minka is the guy you're going to expect to see over the top on one of the coverages, and suddenly it's not him and it's not 39 – I'm sorry, 34, which would be Terrell. Yeah. Um, you know, you're sitting there going, "Oh, wait a minute here," and you got see a 22 over the top, and you're like, "Wow." Yeah. And and you know, uh, uh, Terrell talked about uh, Cam Sutton, and he said he's played nickel, dime, and he's played safety. He's very, very versatile, and he's a good pass defender. Uh, you know, I I I I think this defense, um, with uh, with Cam Sutton, Mike Hilton, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, they are very diverse that uh, they can play a lot of positions. And uh, uh, when you move them around, it's confusing to the quarterback. Yeah, and it's... Uh, well, think about this. I mean, you you know, you got 
pre-snap reads. We got pre-snap reads going on both sides. Yeah. You know what I mean? For the defense, you got what Rod Woodson referred to as the final look. And for the quarterback, it's that, uh, you know, seven-yard walk. Seven-yard walk. Seven walk up. Okay? Todd Blackledge so, told us that. Exactly. So now you got things going on. And like last year, how much can you do pre-snap when you have Duck, when you have Mason? It was – it was a problem right. because both those guys, you know, went through situations where they didn't play long enough really to be able to institute a lot of the things that, you know, you would like to be able to put at their, their level of acceptability. You know, they, they, they didn't, weren't able to um, do a lot of the pre-snap stuff. Now you go out and you get yourself a Matt Canada. You have uh, that sort of stuff in, interjected with Randy Feetner's offense and his fine offensive mind and you got a lot of things that have moved pre-snap yeah. for the defense. Well, the defense ain't going to sit there. The defense is going to be doing their version of that. And one of the things I think is significant is when you can do the the, the Cam Sutton stuff. When right. you can do the Terrell Edmonds up in the in the box type stuff. When you can, you know, make a Fitzpatrick. You expect to see that guy in you know playing deep center and so forth. Well, you don't necessarily think that's what's going to happen once the snap happens. You know, it, it's all I, about creating confusion and indecision. I love Terrell Austin. Uh, oh, good he, dude. He's been a, a defensive coordinator. He started coaching in 1991, and uh, six degrees from Tunchuk. Do yeah, we have someone? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, but uh, uh, John Mitchell, uh, the assistant head coach. He's been coaching for 27 years yes. on the Steelers. And That's he, amazing. And before he was with the Steelers, he was with the Cleveland Browns. Right. What yeah. a jump up that was, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could have wallowed it over there. And no, they brought him over here, and of course he's greatness himself. He, he was with Bill Belichick. Yeah. Yeah, that's and right. He, he was with Ronnie. That. Yes, my brother Ronnie. Yeah. Well, he was there when we played. Yeah. You know, that was that was a long time that ago. That was a long time ago. Long no ago. doubt about it. Wow. But the fact of the matter is one of the things I, I really love is the av- the availability of interchangeable parts that yeah. creates confusion. It's going to create a little indecision. And, again, when you go back to, and what I'm excited about is the offense. Right. Being able to get yourself some leads. Yeah. Get some leads, baby, more than, than seven points or ten points scored, right. Uh, right. you know, per game. Um, this is an offense that, you know, just a couple of years ago, they're talking about averaging, averaging 30 points a game. Right. You know, last year, the last three games of the year, they only put up 10, 10 points. points. Yeah. You know, I but, mean, you so. know, but uh, it, 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 Ben wasn't there. And right. Doc Hodges and Mason Rudolph. Uh, but you know what? Uh, this year's offense has got a lot of weapons. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I think we are going to be – uh, playing ahead a lot. And so that's going to be fun for Keith Butler, the defensive coordinator, because he can turn the uh, the dogs loose. No question. Yeah, you know, who who let, let the dogs out, you know? <laughs> who let the dogs yeah, out? Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. The, uh, you know, one of the things – by the way, I asked you this the other day. Did you see the video yet of Tyreek Hill racing – um, Mercole uh, Hardman, oh, no, no. Mer- the wide receiver from the Chiefs. No, it was amazing. They 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 had a legit start because there was a one of the coaches, you know, gave him the go and everything. And Tyreek Hill cruised. Yeah, I mean, you you talk about Mercole Hardman ran a four three three at the combine, right? A four three three, yeah. and you see Tyreek Hill is walking away from him and slows down at the end. You got to th- think about this. 
Tyreek Hill has run, uh, according to the stats from the combine, he's run a legitimate 4-2-8 and a 4-2-9 at the combine. But he's also run, they say, a 4-2-5. Right. All right, electronically timed. Now, Hardman has run a 4-3-3 and he ran a 4-3-6 at the combine, those two numbers. Now, the all-time, you know who's got the all-time 40-yard record? No. Okay. John Ross, the wide receiver, you know that he was down in uh, he was down in Arizona, and then he went to I don't know, where is he at Miami Miami I don't know Cincinnati Cincinnati, Cincinnati. that's right okay four two two wow that's fast that's twenty two miles per hour wow think about that next time you're you're in your car just start cruising and go twenty two mile an hour and think about looking over and seeing John Ross running with you that's that's pretty amazing right now here's one though that. That really got to me because I started researching this stuff, right? So I'm sitting there and I, I and I remember, yeah, it's Bo Jackson. They said something about him, yeah, being fast. Yeah, he was fast. You know what is his supposedly his best hand timed uh, 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 forty was four three, four point one three. Wow, that's what they say. Now people say no, no, no. That week he got timed by coaches. And he ran a four point one eight. Wow! In the same week, you know, uh, Bo you Jackson was fast. That? Yes, he was. Yeah. Yes, you remember uh, the great Monday Night Show? I mean, Monday Night Football Show when he went up uh, the the tunnel. Yeah. He was, you know, when he was playing with the and Raiders. he ran over Boz. Yeah, he ran over Boz. But the best part was Al uh, Michael said, you know, he didn't slow down until he hit the coma or something like yeah. that. But that was amazing because he was so fast. I mean, this guy, and he was big. Bo Jackson was a big guy. Right, right, right. But a 4.18. Yeah. I mean, if, and if, even if you, you know, 4.13. Yeah. I mean, my gosh, I can't even imagine that. You talk about if you're standing on the sidelines there and, and, and uh, like I said, you're in a skirt. Yeah. Yeah, Zooks that bowl the skirt up, man, like Marilyn Monroe. Right. If he right, went down right. on yeah, a, a, a go route, blow by it up. Right. Yeah. Just, man, that would be something. So. Think about that, though. Yeah. You know, I mean, if nothing else, you got John Ross running a legitimate electronic time 4-2-2. Right. And I think, you know, 22 miles an hour, that's that's amazing. Do you remember when uh, we played Seattle and Boz, uh, oh, Brian man. Bosworth was a rookie and uh, uh, Brian Blankenship r- ripped the, uh, the his, uh, headband, his headband off? Yeah, well, it was a tail that he had sticking off yeah. that was attached to his helmet. Yeah. It was like uh, one of those... Uh, I thought it was a headband. No, no. It was it was something that was attached to his helmet. Right. But I remember afterwards when Mike Webster said, that, he says, that guy's stealing. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, he And then we didn't know he was playing with a really bad shoulder. Right. And he had hurt that earlier. Yeah. So anyhow, you know, the legend of Boz wasn't as good as the legend of Bo. Yeah. Bo was. Bo amazing. Jackson Bo was. Bo Jackson, yeah. you, you know, we, we all remember him running up center field, making right. that great catch yeah. off the wall. But to be able to run a 4.18, even if it's handheld, yeah. um, that's just, like, incredible. Just yeah. incredible. Yeah. So, you know what, and it's a long ways from your 5.15 or something like that, or 5.8 something. So uh, <laughs> you're not even going to respond to that. Why? Well, you know, I mean, you told me yesterday. Yeah, yeah, Kevin came out with yeah. the, the sheet from the Detroit Lions that, that had you at a five one. Are you sure it was five one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't five five. No, no, it was five one. <laughs> because I, you know, I ran a four eight nine, uh, and uh, Joe Krupa, 
uh, the Who's Steelers scout. The, the Steelers oh, scout. The yeah, yeah. Okay, the and and yes. Joe, Joe Krupa said, "I'm not going to uh, tell them that, tell them that." And I said, "Why not?" He goes, "Because they'll they'll, they'll, they'll think I'm drinking again." <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, you yeah. remember Jimmy um, Hazlitt? Yeah, Hazlitt. <laughs> he told me his story. They, scouts would come up. And uh, they would time him at IUP. Yeah. So Hazlitt said he had this deal with one of his buddies. And what they would do is the the scout would set the cone on one end, and Jim would engage him in conversation while they taped off 40 yards. So they'd be, you know, taping it off. And while he had the scout talking, one of his buddies would move the cone up a couple of yards to try to shave some time off the 40. So one time he said – I, I didn't think my friend moved the cone, so I moved the other cone when the scout was walking back. Yeah. And he said that he, he ran like a four or three nine because <laughs> it was like seven yards short. Yeah. Because the guy had moved it and he moved it too. So it was like the scout says, we got to remeasure this. And then he goes, how'd that happen? <laughs> Jimmy said, I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. So, you know, um, I remember I ran, I ran a 482. That's what yeah. I, they had me at. Yeah. And I remember I ran one time a four seven nine on a handheld. You ran but, a four seven nine. Yeah. yeah, I don't believe it. Yeah, well, it's okay. You yeah. don't have to. Yeah, I mean, because I barely believed it myself. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things. Because you know, the forty is was everything, right? You know, right. I mean, especially when you didn't go to the combine. Right. When they didn't invite you to the combine, and you had to, you know, get. Uh, tested, yeah. you know, intermittently by coaches coming to see you, work you out, or a right. scout, right. something of that nature. Then you know you had to run it several times, and it was it was a difficult thing because some days you, you didn't feel like you're at your best. I, I remember the Detroit Lions offensive line coach came down yeah. to Indiana State, and he said, um, "Tunch, you're Tunch, you're too small." Yeah, yeah. Bobby Bethard told me if I was. Three quarters of an inch taller, I'd be in the first three rounds. Yeah, I'm yeah. like going, really? <laughs> yeah. So uh, we've got Alan Fanica next, um, and uh, we're, we're going to talk to Big Red about yeah. Hall of Fame and right. you know football and all things. Uh, and what's he doing running? Yeah, the man's running like a. Did you see how skinny he is? Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's impressive. Right. You know the guys are just he's in lights out shape, man. Yeah. So uh, we're going to take a break. And we're going to be back with Alan Fanica. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. And you are in the locker room. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So welcome back. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch, and you're in the locker room, and we got our good buddy, Alan Fanica. He played nine Pro Bowls. He was six times first-team All-Pro, played 206 games, and uh, he was the Joe Green Rookie Award winner his rookie year. Hey, Alan, thanks for coming in. Uh, Welcome to the locker room. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. We're so excited to have you, Alan, because, frankly, I'm getting tired of looking at Chalooch over here yeah. across the desk, him and his forehead. You know yeah. what I mean? He's Lysol. <laughs> Alan, he's Lysoling me like every break in commercials. He's got the Lysol out, and he's, he's hosing down the studio. you got to keep you clean, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so, Alan, uh, we're we're pushing you for the Hall of Fame. We're starting, baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, I, you've been in the finals couple times and couple it, fives it, yeah, yeah yeah five it, it was uh it, it is it frustrating to not get in uh yeah yeah it's just frustrating man you know it's uh I, I don't like to complain or talk about it really but uh you know it's there's bigger deals and bigger things going on in the world than uh, me getting uh coming up close to the hall of fame but uh you know it is it is frustrating you know the way they do it you bring you go down there with the family, and everybody's all, you know, bouncing off the bed. The kids are, and right. and there's a big letdown. And uh, so you start doing that a couple years in a row, and you just, you know, the trip the trip becomes uh, less exciting to go down to the Super Bowl. Uh, so it, it is what it is, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just awesome to be a part of the process and to be mentioned with those guys that are inside that, uh, that building. Well, you're going to be in it. Well, there's we're, no question yeah, about no it. Question. We're gonna have to go pound somebody. All yeah. right. I mean, that's what we got to yeah. do here. Look, one of the I things. I need some henchmen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, we're your wingmen, we're, buddy. Yeah, we 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 push Donnie Shell into this. That's uh, right. Yeah. That's right. We stayed after. We're yeah. you're gonna get you. You're gonna get over the goal line there, my friend. But one of the ones that always stands out. Take us through Willie Parker's unbelievable 75 yard run that was set off by your you. devastating hit, man. Take us through that play. I love it, man. You know we were we we came in uh, those two weeks. We uh, uh, the co- the coaches found found a little little uh, little hole in their defense, man. That they uh, if we could uh, uh, exploit the the slot, and we had Randall L over there in the slot. If we could exploit them and and just make a little hay over there, make a couple yards at a click, that they would start sliding guys over there to uh, protect it. Right. And uh, so we had we had a whole package in there, and we were setting up this play from the get-go. And uh, sure enough, we come out in the second half, man, and we line up. It was it was an audible. It was in on every play. The audible was to go to, to the Willie run. And uh, it uh, all of a sudden, they slid over, overplayed it. And I, I was just sitting in my stance, and I was like, I was like, holy, you know, Right. We're about to do it. Let's do, let's do this. Did you no. know it was going to be a home run? I mean, it's one of those plays when you see the scenario coming in in front of you as, they, as somebody's moving. You know, I got to make that hit because if I do this, this could be legendary. And it was. We've been talking about it the whole week leading up to it, man. This is what the setup was for, was for the home run play. Uh, just how it worked out, man. You know, it doesn't always work like that. <laughs> the the the, uh, the plan was, man, for me to get the kick out. Uh, you know, uh, Max and Kendall to get the the good double team, and just to to put that safety in, a, in too big of a hole that he couldn't cover uh, Willie in that hole, and that's what happened. It was spectacular, yeah, bro. Yeah, uh, you know, Alan, what was that year like? Uh, you know, after you guys lost to the um, Bengals. Uh, the, in uh, late in the season, it, it looked like you guys weren't going to make it to the playoffs. But all of a sudden, you get on, you get on a roll. You you beat the Bears, and then you beat Cincinnati in the wild card round. What was that year like? Man, it was a, a roller coaster. Man, it was uh, uh, you know ups and downs, and you know all the downs are in the beginning, and uh, yeah. um, you know just uh, the fortitude of the team to. To, to, to write things and, and to keep pushing things. That's what I remember the most about that season is about how everybody was really working so hard, staying late, getting things done. Everything was serious, man. It was all about writing.
right in the ship. Uh, you know, and I say ship because every every team speech uh, Coach Cower had, man, we were on a ship, and it didn't matter about everybody that wasn't on the ship. It was about the guys in the room, and everybody else can count us out or do whatever they want. It was just about the guys in the room fixing things and moving forward and just crawling our way out. And, uh, man, all of a sudden, you know, we peek our heads out of the hole, and we're, we crawled out of it, and we're in the playoffs, man, and it's time to go. Yeah. Alan, uh, uh, in your early years, uh, I, I remember that you want, yeah, you bumped out of to tackle, uh, and that was uh, the year when yeah, you were the yeah, shifting between yeah, guard and yeah, tackle. Yeah, yeah. Remember that? Uh, uh, with Russ Grimm. So what was that like? Uh, yeah, man, great challenge, man. I loved it. It was so challenging, man, especially that first week I kept telling them cause we had a couple injuries at, at tackle. I was like, I said, if you go put me out there, let me get some reps. And, you know, it was like <laughs> on Thursday. Like halfway through practice on Thursday, Russ said, all right, get out there. And I was like, all right, let's get to work. And uh, I pulled my scout team guy aside and I said, look, man, this is not a regular week. I said, you're going you're gonna to work me and you're going to earn your paycheck this week because I need some work to get ready. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was it was exciting. It was, you know, I, I, I love season Marvell uh, Smith after that one, man. That was the easiest year of my career. I never felt so fresh on a Monday. I never <laughs> felt so fresh at the end of the season. There's no banging out there tackling, man. I chase the guy down, and then I just maul him and, you know, you know, <laughs> kick step one, two, three, and run him by the quarterback. It was so nice and just pleasant out there. Alan, this is the difference between your talent level and mine. I got put out to tackle, and I was, like, beside myself with, I am terrified. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, there's just way too much, way too much area out here and to Alan, tangle with a guy. Well, you know, and oh. he, this first game, he was against Lawrence Taylor. Oh, it was and awful. He, and he had nightmares. Hey, I, I, I'd have nightmares. I'd still, you probably still have nightmares about that. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the trapping we, uh, game. That's, that was brutal stuff, yeah. though. You know, Alan, one so of the things, go, go ahead. I, I got a good, I got a good story. Oh, on that, hey, anytime so, you got a good story, we got to roll with it. So back then, we did we did a lot of playing around with the, the snap count, and uh, I don't know who came up with it, but we did we called it clock on five. So there was no silent count. Jeff Harding's never bobbed his head. The defense never got a read. We literally went off of the play clock, and right. So six six was like set five. The ball was going. So we worked on it forever, and then we were doing it. So in that game in Denver. I'm switching back and forth from guard and tackling. And finally, they were just like, stay out of tackle. You're there for the rest. <laughs> and we go out there, and it's the first third down. And I had never – I never took the time to look to find the clock for the first no! time. I guess I too much going on. <laughs> look, I'm out there on third down. I'm in my stands, and I'm just scanning. I am scanning the whole stands. I'm looking, you know, because sometimes they're low. Sometimes they're high. Sometimes right. they're, like, in there with the fans a little bit. I'm, like, looking and looking. I found that sucker on seven seconds, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that had to be – that's, like, terrifying, isn't it? My first third down uh, in, in the NFL at left tackle, and I'm sitting there trying to find the, the, the play part so I can get off on the snap. Oh, man, that's brutal. Alan, you've played against so many great guys. And we as offensive linemen, we always kind of remember the Lawrence Taylors, you know, the Reggie Whites. Who did? Who were some of your greatest, shall we say, uh, nemesis, uh, your, your, the guys that had a little bit of kryptonite for you? Um, were you know, there, let me say this. Were there any? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there were, man. <laughs> you know, so many guys did different things. Man, you look at a guy like uh, – 
Peloti Nada, man, he was just a big, just oh, a, yeah. a big beast. And, and he was smart, too. He played very well. Um, uh, you know, the, the, the biggest guy is, is Warren Sapp, you know. Oh, yeah. You had, you had to change how you play. You know, everything you guys know, offense is rep, offensive line is repetition. Right. Find your groove. You know, do your thing week in and week out. You know, uh, hone your craft. And your craft wasn't going to work against Warren Sapp if you were a guard. You had to change <laughs> what you did and kind of do like a hybrid tackle guard thing going on. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was always you had to go to work. Just like I said, when I went out to left tackle, you know, I had to work that week. Whenever we were playing the, uh, the Bucks, you know, it was a, it was a, a, a week of work to get ready because you had to change what you've been doing like the last 10 weeks in a row. All of a sudden you're playing Warren Sapp in week 11. You got to change what you're going to do, otherwise you're going to be unsuccessful. And it made you work, and you had to you had to earn your keep against them. You know, uh, when uh, when we went on silent count in, in oh, our day, uh, I hated it. But uh, Mike Ken of the Atlanta Falcons told me that they used to go off when they play in New Orleans. They'd go off the play clock, play clock like you guys did, and I. I, I, that was I way did. back in the yeah, 80s. Yeah, yeah, and I told and I told Chuck that, and he said, "No, we're not going to do that." <laughs> oh man, I loved it. I loved yeah. it. But you know, you know why we stopped doing it? What? It's the worst thing ever. Guess who jumped offside? Who? who? The wide receivers. No. The wide receivers. Oh. They kept screwing it up. They wanted to look at the ball, and it's just like, look at the clock, man. It's right there. Just relax. Everybody can relax. But the right, the reason we stopped doing it, we did it for about a year and a half. The wide receivers couldn't stop crying about it. Uh-huh. Didn't that drive you crazy? Wide receivers doing one of two things, jumping off sides or holding. Yeah. Oh, for crying out yeah. loud. I mean, that's our that's what we live in. We, you know, if you're going to do a hold, you let the offensive lineman hold. Chuck used right? to call the wide receivers China dolls. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. So, what was it like going to the Jets when you broke the bank out there? Yeah. <laughs> what was it like breaking the bank? <laughs> hey, uh, uh, re- hey, remember this. Tunch and I come from there. My first year salary was thirty-seven five, not three seventy, yeah, but thirty-seven five. And mine was twenty-five. So that's who you're talking to here. Yeah, you know, you know, there's there's good things that what you're talking about, but. Uh, you know, it was, it was definitely culture shock. You know, man. I remember the first day I go in there, I'm, I'm kind of getting settled in. I'm 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 early like I always am, and I'm sitting in my locker getting on my 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 clothes, and I'm like, man, I'm putting on green and right, yeah. is all green, and I'm like, man, it's like it was like bizarre world after being in Pittsburgh for ten years. Uh, but uh, you know, it was it was good. You know, we 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 had the interesting times and, you know, everybody wants to pick your brain about what's it like in Pittsburgh. How, how are they so good? And, you know, uh, everybody's always, uh, always wants to know, but, uh, you know, it's, it's an interesting path, man. Interesting journey. Not, uh, you know, I would have rather finish up in Pittsburgh, uh, but, uh, you know, nonetheless, I made friends along the way and had some good times. No uh, doubt, Alan. Now, one of the things I got to ask you is what prompted you to get such good shape and so light after you retired? I mean, I, last time I saw you at Heinz, I could barely recognize you. You was just looking lean and mean, brother. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, you know, man, I always said uh, when I'm done, I was going to give it a shot. And uh, I just figured uh, I didn't need to be 320 pounds uh, or plus uh, the rest of my life. And I figured I would just give it a shot. And, uh... Wolf, Wolf's three belts. <laughs> Wolf's 300 pounds now, Alan. <laughs> I know. Let's go for a run. Come on. <laughs> oh, oh, good heavens, man. 
You you cut me to the quick. How have you been doing? We only got a little bit left here, Alan. How how you guys been doing uh, throughout the quarantine? How's the good lady Julie and your kids? How's everybody doing? Everybody's doing good. Just uh, uh, you know, stay in the course. You know, you get everybody gets uh, tired of being in the house, whatnot. You know, we can get out of the house now, but where are you going to go now is the question. So right. Uh, uh, we've been, we've all been doing well, man. How about you guys? Yeah, we're doing good. Yeah. Where, where are you living now? I'm in uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia these days. Oh wow! How close to the ocean? Yeah. Uh man, right there. I got I got a little little water in the backyard that I can get to the ocean in. Oh, oh great. we gotta come visit you. <laughs> yeah, come on down. <laughs> Not like, not like inviting yourself down. <laughs> Alan, thank you yeah. so much, brother. We love you. Yeah. Uh, God bless you. And I know you're, it's got to be frustrating, but you're a Hall of Famer, bro, yeah. and it's going to happen. Yeah. It's just unfortunate, but you are seriously what, what, a Hall the of big, Famer. What's the big guy that uh, uh, the the president of the Hall of Fame? What's the big guy's name? Oh, David Baker. Yeah, yeah. We 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 got to yeah. we got to go rough him. We got to rough him okay. up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you can rough David up, man. He's a big man. That yeah. is a huge guy. We might have to high low him. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yes, you definitely got to go high low. Uh, hey, much love to your wife and your and your family, Alan. Yeah, I, so good to talk to you, and thank you for taking the time. God bless you buddy and uh, your old family take care thanks take care guys. all right, all right so thanks. we're gonna take a break uh he's wolf i'm tunch and you are in the locker room you know the day destroys the night night divides the day tell they haven't been around football because they uh they're chomping at the bit it's been good our meetings have been great very very engaged because it's not like uh the, the long haul they know everything's got to be done here in a short period of time and our guys are engaged our meetings are fresh they're, they're, the guys are asking lots of questions when we get all on the field uh, the chatter's good you know it's uh, you know not a lot of distractions and i and the energy's been really good really nice you're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So that was Terrell Austin. And, you know, he was talking about the veteran leadership uh, at uh, uh, at some point on that uh, uh, Zoom call. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he, he was telling about the, these guys were – uh, great, and uh, they're excited, and they're motivated, and you know it, it's uh, it helps you stop thinking about the uh, the pandemic. You know, uh, it, well, you got to get yeah, away from it. You yeah, got to get yeah. back to life. Yeah. Life itself has been shut down for so long, and for so many of these guys, especially the young guys, you know, to stay focused. And like other guys, older, you got a wife, maybe you got kids. You know, you're into the family thing, and so you you quarantining with the family. But if you're a young buck, yeah, you know, and you don't, you're not married, you don't have kids, um, that can probably make you a little squirrely. You know, you get a little bit uh, Coco Loco there. And so being around football is a productive way to right. pour your energies into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and that uh, it works for us, too. Yeah, well, you are you're, Coco you're, Loco. You're, you're, You've yeah, always been Coco Loco. Yeah, but I, I have been. And squirrely, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I've been. <laughs> 
One of the good things, again, was Justin Lane has been freed yeah. from the COVID-19 yeah. list. Yeah. Uh, I think that's absolutely uh, dynamite. Um, you know, it's just good. I'm, I'm interested to see, does Justin make the jump? Does he, this year, start to do the things that are going to make him um, put his, his uh, yeah. you know, hand in the pile, so to speak? Right, you, you know, know or, or uh, into the mix. You know, really. uh, Justin Lane was very athletic, very fast. Right, um, and uh, all he needs now is to uh, shore up his brain. You know, and uh, focus on uh, what what he's learning. Well, all he's got to do is look at the guys ahead of him. Yeah. You know, you're going to learn a ton from Joe Hayden and from right. Steve Nelson. Right. I mean, you got two primo corners there that you got to just simply go, show me what it looks like to be inside your head for a while. Right. How do I study film? How do I get better? I mean, I hope Justin is make, uh, taking advantage right. of that opportunity to be able to pick the minds of two guys that really understand how to get it done in well, big time. Well, we did that. You Absolutely, know, we, you, we you did. picked the uh, Sam Davis's Sam mind. I Davis, picked, uh, yeah. uh, picked Larry Bur- Webby, uh, Larry uh, Brown's mind. Absolutely, and, Larry Brown, John yeah. Kolb. Yeah, yeah, I mean that that's part of the mentoring that occurs uh, in the locker room. It's part of that process where you go from being a young buck to a starter to being, uh, you know, a, a more or less a sage. You know, where you are dispensing wisdom and you're able to um, feed into. The other young guys, yeah, you know those well, those that's important, right, right, right. And and um, uh, Terrell Austin was asked, without the preseason, is the development of the younger players uh, gonna be stifled? And that that's not the way the question was asked, but it, but but that's, it's, in right, essence, that's yeah, what it is, yeah, right. And he said that Joe Hayden does not need a lot of reps. Steve Nelson does not need a right. lot of reps. But there's uh, others that do. Yeah, uh, and and they they're so they're gonna focus on the young guys uh, getting more reps than the older guys. Right. But uh, but here's the problem. Yeah. Okay. And this is what we got to remember. This is a one time thing. Hopefully, hopefully this is this is a COVID nineteen year. Twenty twenty has just been kind of ridiculous with what's occurred, and uh, you have to hope on hope. That uh, this is this is it, yeah. okay? That you know we'll have a vaccine at some point or something, yeah. and uh, we won't be waylaid by all this and, and shut down. Right. The point is, um, for this year, th- things are going to be way different than any other year because you're going to miss the preseason, which is the growing time for the first year guys to become yeah. second year, making that jump, third year guys. Uh, anybody that's not a starter who uh, you know uh, is in his younger days learning the ropes, that's their time to really get experience and get reps. And so you're not going to have that this year. The ones that are really going to be hammered, in my mind, are the rookies coming in. Yeah. But the the guys making the second year, hopefully the third year, or at the worst, third year jumps and becoming a player, it's gonna it's gonna slow them down a little bit. They're going to get reps. But they're not going to get live reps the way you would have in a, in a preseason. You know, I, I, I'm wondering why the NFLPA uh, balked at the preseason games. Uh, I, I I know uh, that you would have cut preseason games back, and two preseason games would be just what 
the I, you know what you know what I think I don't think they were 100% confident they were going to get it in yeah I, you know what I mean I just thought with the way things were unfolding you look the MAC conference has gone down the Big 10 Right, you know now the big, big Twelve, Big Twelve. Okay, no, I think the Big Twelve's playing. Are they playing? Yeah, okay. yeah. You know, with all these issues going on, I think it was kind of like a waiting game. You know, as they kind of waited to see how this thing was going to unfold, and then it was on them before, you know, you could make a decision. And you're just not a hundred percent sure. And, um, it, worse comes to worse, you might, you know, if you have a shortened season, like we had a strike shortened season right. in '87. Yeah, we only played nine games, and in '82. Yeah, '82. Yeah, as well, but '89 or '87 being the latest, um, I was thinking to myself, you know, at the least, if you can get the division games in before you go into the playoffs, right. something like that. Yeah, you know, hopefully you get them all in. You know, hopefully we get them all in. That's what right. we're right now. We look at and and we're moving towards that. Um, but the fact of the matter is, I think that's why you know one of the reasons why was they just weren't one hundred percent confident it could be done. Right, right, yeah, and uh, you know the the run up for the first game, uh, you know, in college football you didn't have any preseason. No, you you didn't have any practice games. Nope. But you played your first game, and I think that's gonna be. And you played weaker teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you, you, you know, we, you we were played, the weaker team. Yeah, we were the weaker team. <laughs> we were everybody's homecoming. <laughs> Don't you hate when that yeah, happens? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I was. Uh, you were the homecoming king in like I, I, what, five different schools. You know, I like to play <laughs> other teams' homecomings because it, it was. The big crowds. It was. It was very. You know, we, you know, we, we, we played for small crowds. Celebratory. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and then, uh, I did you find out if the Missouri Valley Conference is playing this year? <laughs> I did not. I did not. Um, uh, you know, hey, because Jacob, look at look Missouri it up. Valley Conference. It's the Missouri Valley otherwise Conference, otherwise known as the Bus League. Yeah, the All Bus right? League. Uh, you know, they, they they take bus trips where you got to stop at the railroad thing and then open the doors. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> we we bust to Central Michigan. Yes, I know. And it's too late. It, it was, was two, two days. days. It's a covered wagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ken Zooks, man. That had to be and rough. And we bust to Akron. <laughs> at the Rubber Bowl. Yeah, the Rubber Bowl. Was that a one-day or two-day trip? Yeah, that was a one-day trip, but it was all... all Long, long, long day. Hey, let me ask you something. Would you, if if you were like Pat Mahomes, if you were uh, endowed with this huge money, you know, huge yeah. talent that turned into huge money, right? Would you buy into a ownership group? No. I mean, he bought into the the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, I would. Now his I dad was a major league pitcher. Yeah, but would you? No, if you could buy into an ownership group. No, I wouldn't. Would you do it like um, hockey? No, because I would do it hockey. Yeah, I think hockey would be kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, if you had the extra, you know, you you got a few uh, billion dollars sitting around, yeah. you know, so you you're sitting there and going, gee, what am I going to do with this? Well, I buy into I, I'd like give it away. Team. I'd give it away. Okay, to now you would. But to yeah, light a well, life. Yeah, now you're 63. Yeah. You know, but when you're younger and you're in the middle of it, you know, you would have been a little more grubbier about it. You know, because on account of now we got brains. And right. now, you know, we have that. Yeah. We, we learned. Yeah. We yeah. learned from yeah. our yeah. mistakes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So going back to. Uh, well, wait a minute. No, you wouldn't do that? No. No. Now, come on. Think back when you were stupid. No, I, I, I wouldn't do that. Well, you're stupid now, but you're stupider then. No, I, I wouldn't. Uh, you know, 
I don't want to be an owner of a of a professional team. But just think, you get free tickets. You go to all the games. Yeah. You, know, you park in the nice parking spot. No, I don't think, in, I don't think you that. You get your popcorn and yeah. your, your drinks maybe discounted and stuff. Yeah. You know, when uh, I went to the Pens game yeah. uh, in uh, in January, and it was 80s night. And they played 80s. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Did you dress 80s? No, no, I didn't. Uh, oh, okay. It was uh, 80s night. And it was it was funny. And there was a band uh, playing uh, uh, 80s music. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's cool. Yeah. You know, the thing about it is when you, you look at it and, you, you know, you, you go there. I, I I enjoyed going to the Pens game. Right. You know, back in the day. I I, I, lo- I, I took, like Penn. Yeah. Yeah. But, taking but, the kids. And but stuff you know, like that. if you if you have a half a billion dollars, you could buy tickets. Well, yeah, but I mean, one of the perks of like partial ownership is like yeah. you get free tickets. I would think. Yeah. You know. So, I mean, you know, you get your parking spot right, too. So we could parking spots are important. Can we can we go back to Tara Austin? In his well, Zoom interview. Okay, all right. If you if you insist, yeah. You know, I'm simply speculating on Pat Mahomes buying the Kansas City Royals ownership group. You know, it's a, just kind of a cool thing. I thought maybe that would spark some interest in you. Yeah. Maybe what you would buy into. Yeah. You know? no, but no, see, no, no. obviously, you just shut it down. Yeah. What well, I, you know, I just I, turn it down right there, like. Pfft. Well, John Stallworth bought into this. Steelers. Well, that's pretty that's cool. Right, that's cool. I wonder if he gets a discount on tickets. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, Terrell Austin was asked, are you going to move uh, Minka around? And he said, I'm going well, uh, to wor- move him around. We're going to move him around a lot. Uh, and, and, you know, he he knows uh, uh, that the defense better and he will show up in more positions. When you're playing with a lead, you can – you can turn it loose, you know. Uh, and we're, what we've have been I been saying? About, yeah, uh, it's all talking. about all roads lead to seven. Yeah, if seven comes out and gets things kick started right away, room room, and you put points on the board, baby, you are in the driver's seat because you can dictate so much. You know, and, when your offense is high powered. You know, and and uh, Terrell Austin said we don't make mistakes twice. Uh, and uh, the, obviously, they, you weren't talking you know, about you they, and me. They know what they did wrong. Uh, vets teach the young guys veteran leadership, and we have that. We're all on the same page. Uh, you know, I I I I I love Terrell Austin. You know, he was a the guy. He's a, he's, he's a great. He's an excellent coach. Yeah. All right. Um, I I like what I hear from him and how he goes about his business. Yeah. You know. Uh, he was important to bring on board uh, yeah. last year. You saw the results of his being part of the process. And, you know, I look forward to more of it in the future. Yeah. You, you know, know, but unlike him, who does not make mistakes over and over, yeah. you do. Yeah. You know, I mean, you do. Yeah. I got to point the finger at you. I'm just telling you. Yeah. Well, because uh, I do. You know, I got to go to break. You know, he's from Sharon. And uh, Sharon PA, yeah, Sharon PA, and one of the my guys, Nick Winiski, uh, played football with him. Uh, Who's Nick Winiski? He, he was uh, a guy in the locker room uh, uh, Bible study, and he, you know, oh, okay, he's a guy in the men's uh, in the men's group. Okay, and and so uh, yeah, he's from Sharon PA. Yeah, he's does from he Sharon, know Terrell? Yeah, he knows Terrell. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, all right, we're gonna. Well, I'm glad we know that. Yeah, we're gonna take a break. Thank you, Nick. Yeah, thank. <laughs> we're gonna take a break. 
Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room. And if you want to get in on the conversation, it's 412-919-1316. And we didn't have to correct them. Yeah. <laughs> For T. Edmonds, uh, I think he knows that, and we know that uh, he, he's a good football player, and we just got to get him a little bit more ball production. And so we'll we'll spend our, uh, you know, as we get, get going here in terms of uh, catching the ball, getting around the ball, stripping the ball, uh, fumble recoveries, all those things, and we'll just continue to practice. I'm sure they'll come uh, because the kid works hard. He's around the ball. He's always available. He's out there every snap. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So the Doors and uh, Terrell, uh, Terrell Austin uh, is uh, uh, talking about uh, Terrell Edmonds uh, being, all, being around the ball. And uh, he's going to talk about uh, stripping the ball, coming up with the picks. And uh, I think that... Uh, Terrell Edmonds is going to have a lot of takeaways this year. I do believe one yeah. of the things that's going to manifest itself is the fact that with Minka out there, I think number one that is just one of those guys that helps to dictate where the ball's going. Opportunities will abound more when you think that you want to stay away from yeah. the Fitzpatrick like yeah. that. And Terrell's going to have those opportunities. And all he's got to do is play his position. Don't do anything extraordinary. Right. Just stay with the fundamentals and be ball-hawking conscious. Right, right, right. And that is something that I think, um, first of all, the young man's absolutely delightful when yeah. you talk to him. Yeah. I mean, he's a fabulous dude. He is and he is a, very he's humble a, yes, and a, an very excellent smart player and, and one who works very, very right. hard. Works. So I just think good things are going to happen. He's going to see that ball yeah. show up around him, and yeah. he's going to make plays. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's, it's really cool that – those three brothers are in oh, the yeah. NFL. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, Trey Edmonds, Terrell Edmonds, and uh, the guy, the middle linebacker. Right, uh, I can't Buffalo. remember. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. You had to go there, didn't yeah, you? You just yeah. had to start listing well, them and then yeah, leave us hanging because yeah, yeah. I couldn't come up with a third name. Right, right, right. Well, you know. Uh, but it was Edmonds yeah, was and, the last name. And uh, uh, Farrell. Yeah. Was his dad, and, and he missus. played in the Dolphins. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, and so let's go to the phones. Ed from Arizona, Phoenix. Uh, Ed, thank you for the call. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. How are you? Yeah, Doing fabulous, great, Ed. Buddy, you're our first call and our only call uh, on uh, today, <laughs> except for Alan Fanica and Jim yeah, Wexel. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Ed. So, I'm great. So, Tunch. Hello? Every time you guys get talking about, or you get talking about Indiana State, being born and raised in Indiana, I've, and I'm sorry if I had never caught it, but of course I'm fascinated to know what you can tell me about Indiana State basketball, and especially you know who. Yeah, you know what? Uh, 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 you called the right place, yeah, buddy. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I was there with Larry Bird. And Tell uh, me you shot pool with the great yeah, one. Yeah, well, I, I, I shot pool with Larry Bird. Uh, and um, 
Sharon, my my first wife uh, uh, was on the cover of Sports Illustrated with him. Uh, they took two cheerleaders up to uh, Chicago and they shot. Uh, 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 the, uh, if you look um, at the sports, was she the lower right or left? Corner? Yeah, she was a little lower right. Lower right. Yeah, yeah. that was his his uh, first wife, Sharon. Yeah, she was a cheerleader. And then wow. she she passed away. She's with the Lord now, and she battled cancer for eight years. And Larry Bird uh, sent uh, flowers. Flower, to her yeah, funeral. Larry Bird. That was pretty flowers. cool. Yeah, that was very cool. So yeah, that's Larry. That's Larry Bird. You, otherwise yeah, known as, that's you right. know, and and uh, uh, you know he, he was a, a great player. Absolutely. So why are you such a big Larry Bird fan? Well, born and raised in Indiana. Oh, okay. Where, 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 are you a Hooper? Yeah. yeah where were I'm you born? Years younger than you guys. Where'd you grow up? In, in Elkhart. Elkhart. Yeah, I just passed Elkhart. I don't know where to. Uh, the, the, Where'd you go to school? Well, I went to high school in Minnesota. That's when we moved as a family. Oh, so. yeah. Well, what about college? You go to Indiana State? I, no, I went to St. Cloud State. Oh, St. Cloud. Cloud. <laughs> Wasn't far up there when I, I went to Minnesota for my last two years. Yeah. You know, I played oh. 10 in Pittsburgh, 2 in Minnesota. And uh, I remember yeah. up in Plymouth, you see St. Cloud from there. Yeah. Well, in fact, that's what I wanted to bring up, if you guys have a minute. You got a minute? Of the, yeah, of the, of the age. I've obviously followed you guys been that closely. I knew of home at Indiana State. And when you guys both went to the Steelers, one thing I've always wanted to ask you guys is, I don't know if you ever went back and listened to the TV broadcast, but every time the Steelers were on TV and the broadcast was talking about the offensive line, it was like they, it wasn't possible for them to speak about one of you without the other. You know what I mean? <laughs> I never listened to it. Well, you know, we were roommates for uh, 10 years, yeah. and we've been best friends since 1980. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's funny that they would that it would be like that, because I've never, I, I've never gone back and listened to it. So, Ed, how do you like living in Arizona now? Um, it's nice. I like the weather. Yeah. All those years in Minnesota made me <laughs> you find someplace warm. Did you ever listen to my brother Ronnie on KTR uh, AM, 1200 AM? No, I don't. Oh, you got to tune him I in, listen. man. All the radio I listen to is out of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll I, I forgive you for that. If you're not going to, you know, if you're not going to listen in Pittsburgh, then listen to my brother. Yeah. Okay. But if you're not, if you're, if you're not going to listen to local, make sure you're tuning into here to Pittsburgh, baby. <laughs> All right. Yeah, hey, thanks for the insight, Tom. Appreciate that. All right, Ed, thank you for calling. Uh, God bless you, bro. Trying to think it's Syracuse. Oh, we had a number of good basketball players, yeah, buddy. Yeah, number of Syracuse. But you know what? Larry Bird's hard to – Right. Uh, He's hard to top. Not any bigger. Yeah. He's hard to top. Yes. All right. Uh, uh, you know, so um, uh, as we roll on here, you know, we've got the what? Oh, the last couple minutes here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving forward, uh, let's see. Today is should be one of those. Uh, they're, they're moving forward in practice. They're moving forward. They're 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 going to do more walkthrough or. <laughs> wow! More, more. We got more walkthrough. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. Wow! Yeah, yeah you, you know. Were... Dan Kreider might have pulled a calf yeah. if he was around today, yeah. like he did in training camp and walked through. Right. Remember when he he didn't want to admit it? Yeah. He pulled a calf and walked through. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, and and so they're um, 
They're more they're 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 now helmets and uh, <laughs> it's and uh, shoulder sh- pads, not no, shoulder no, pads, no, no, but they, uh, the uh, shells. Shells, yes. Yeah, they're they're. All right, uh, let's go to the phones. Jason from New Hampshire. Jason, welcome to the locker room. How you doing, bro? I'm doing awesome, and it's finally good to be able to talk to you guys again. Um, it's been a long time since last year, I guess. Absolutely. But, uh, okay, come ahead, brother. All right, so here it is. Um, how much do you think, like, our offense wasn't on the field a lot last year because we were getting our butts handed to us. Right. But, and I think that that really increased our defensive numbers. How much do you think our defensive numbers will be affected by the fact that our offense should control the ball a bit more? Well, you know, uh, I think we're going to play from a lead. Uh, and uh, when you play from ahead, especially late in the game, uh, you, can, uh, uh, you can turn the dogs loose. Uh, you, you're you're uh, blitzing, you're pressure, and, uh, you, and they don't even have to blitz because they have uh, T.J. Watt and uh, Bud Dupree and Cam Hayward and Stefan Tuitt. And I think that they're, they're going to have a great pass rush. And uh, I think they're going to build on their stats from last year. The other thing I would say is when you play from a lead also, you don't have to take all the chances, as Chaluch just pointed out. You might have a few reductions here and there depending on it because, you, you know, the other team's got to be pressured. They pressure themselves because they're behind, so they're going to put the ball in play, and all you got to do is be fundamentally sound when you get the lead like that because your offense is capable of taking that ball and holding on to it for 32, 33, 34 minutes a game. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So Yeah, and I just think with – I mean, obviously at every position it seems like we're – we're looking real good, you know, especially compared to previous years. Yeah. But it's just – I don't know. I really got to thinking about it. I haven't had a chance to get through. And, um, oh, on a short note, I haven't been up to Lake Winnipesaukee yet, Tunch. <laughs> <laughs> but, but while, so, while but we got like, you, you're from the Granite State, right? Yeah. So when's, when's, yes, when's the maple syrup start flowing with the buttermilk and, and whole wheat pancakes, man? Buckwheat. Well, crap, that's year-round, brother. That's year-round. Really? <laughs> you can do that year-round? Yeah. New Hampshire? Not really. I just eat it year-round. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Good. Yeah. Well, it's going to be it's – gonna, it, usually they uh, will start getting everything uh, on the trees and stuff in the in the spring, like in March. Okay. Um, you know, as far as getting the sap and everything goes. But uh, I haven't seen Bob. Don't you always ask me about Bob from What About Bob? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, have you ever been to Lake Winnipesaukee? I have, but you know what? I was actually just down to Lake Erie a couple of weeks ago, oh. so I've been there sooner than than the, than the, uh, being up to Winnipesaukee. It's beautiful up there, though. Yeah. When does the when does the, the leaves start turning there? Uh, about another month, uh, depending upon the weather that we get. It should be about another month, month and a half. That's beautiful it's time, beautiful. man. Get your butt up. I'll take you guys out to dinner. Yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 come, we'll come and we're looking for Dr. Leo Marvin. Yes. <laughs> hey, love you guys, man. You guys have a great one. Appreciate it, bro. Yeah, God, Thanks for calling God in. God bless. bless Thank man. you, buddy. Thank you. So we got to wait a minute. Did uh, you ever go around when they had maple syrup? Oh, I mean, up in western New York where my mom lives. Oh, they got some place uh, just 
they're just a phenomenal buckwheat yeah. cakes and maple syrup. You get right. Some, some yeah. sausage in there, man. Uh, it's just awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right, uh, uh, we're out of time. Jacob, you did another great job today. God bless you, bro. By the way, you got a fine hair, dude. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that, I that do hair. nothing. I just push it. Man, yeah. see, no, yeah, no he's nothing. You, that's what youth does for you. Yeah. You know? So long, everybody. You've got a great head. Uh, head. <laughs> it's a dome. Yeah, you're, it's a dome, baby. Yeah, you got a great hairstyle. <laughs> Bald. All right, we're going to take – we're gone. We're, we're gone. And we'll be back tomorrow, Lord willing. He's Wolf. I'm Touch, and you have been in the locker room.